Hello, welcome to the House of Burgers, where the burger's the king. Can I take your order, please? I'll have a buck, app, and a lot. Sorry, I, I couldn't hear you. Do you mind repeating that? Just get me a buck, app, and a lot. I'm going to come in there and kill this fool. Benny and Durrell thought it was time for a change. I got a little thinner here. What you think? Thinner than an elephant. And they knew there was a place. Quit your job. Let's mob to the beach today. Where all their dreams would come true. Beach women. The hottest in the world. Durrell. But they had just one problem. So how are we going to get there? That's a good question. No way, Durrell. You can do anything behind the wheel of this car, man. Feel it. Feel its powers. I'll get the keys. Now they're on their way. Benny! You boys gonna eat drugs on you? No, sir, officer. Just a video camera. Yeah, and a real good one, too. To the hottest spot in the country. We just got to L.A., man. All you think about is food. We about to have some fun under the sun. Where life... What the? ...is fresh. They don't speak no English. They Swedish or Swishish. The only word they understood was Mercedes. Funky. <laughs> and fat. I wanted the fat boys. Which one? The fat. It's a hip hop endless summer. Yeah, I'm leaving for the army tomorrow. You know, going off to war. Really? Which one? Oh, uh, you know that uh Saddam Hussein. Vietnam. Why don't you just give me a big kiss? <laughs> That's my girl. Oh! What else could possibly go wrong? I'm just gonna go freshen up a little bit. Baby Darrell give you all the freshens you need. <laughs> Fat bitch. The do not disturb sign will be on the door. Put your hands together, baby. It's the only place to be. I'm a die starvation. Man, big as you is, you can live on your stomach for like two or three weeks. Camels do it. Here's the thing about San Andreas, Brandon. And Chanel, just so you know, the the legacy of The Rock is that The Rock doesn't fuck with black women. The Rock is black, kind of. You know that, but he doesn't fuck with black women, at least theatrically. Mm-hmm. Which you know, if you think Wasn't about every movie he's been in, he has never had a black a black love interest in any movie except for Rampage, where he really didn't even like her until the end. His love interest in Rampage was the monkey. Let's be honest about that. His love interest was George. Now, since we said that, let's go ahead and talk about San Andreas because that's not even the funny part of the goddamn movie. The funny part of San Andreas, Brandon, is the fact that The Rock, who is a rescue worker, he's a fireman. He's a rescue, like a rescue helicopter pilot. Mm -hmm. His job is to rescue people. This nigga lives through the biggest fucking earthquake in the history of the world. And dips out on everybody except for his family. Like he lets everybody die to save his wife and daughter. <laughs> That's what you would do. That's the joke. That's the joke right there. Not if it was my job. I mean, I'm not literally gonna fly. I'm not literally to gonna fly from, from. I'm not literally gonna fly from Los Angeles to San Francisco, flying over tons of other people who need my help. Just all this chaos and whatnot to go pick up my daughter. I mean, I don't know if that's his job, technically, as a firefighter. Nigga, he rescued somebody at the beginning. That is clearly his job. I feel like I was more a good Samaritan. Mm, you trying. And, but 
his job is to put out fires. No, his job was a rescue. Like he literally rescued that girl who was sitting in the car that was stuck in the in the kit in the canyon and had to drop down there to save her because she was white. And there were no black people in the making of this movie. Like zero. They made they made LA and San Francisco look like fucking clickbait made Oakland. There were no black people. I feel like you're trying to blame Dwayne for that. No, no. I'm just saying he's okay with whatever they give him. And they always want to give him white people because they want him to be palatable to their co- to their core audience, their Caucasian audience. How many brown or black people do you think you're going to see in Black Adam? Hmm? Hmm? Him. Oh, that's what you think? You think they're going to go to a conduct and it's going to just be him and a bunch of white people? Yeah. Unless Megan Good is in it. Is it a sequel to Shazam? No, Shazam's not in it. Then no, it's just going to be him and a white woman he's going to be married to because he's always married to a white woman. He was fucking married to a white woman with a white daughter who didn't even look nothing like him. None of his kids look like him. It looks, The Rock, in every movie he's in, it looks like he's being cucked and he doesn't know it. It could have been adopted. It could have been a daughter from a previous marriage. You don't know. I don't know because they never tell us. They never tell us. He just keeps popping up with these white people. Guess who's playing Hawkman? Guess who's playing Hawkman in Black Adam? Um, Braun Strowman? Aldous Hodge, a black Uh, man. That's dope. You know, I just love how you just completely tiptoe past the fact that I'm speaking knowledge about how he literally left everybody in the fucking dust to go save his daughter in San Francisco. He He let everybody die. Everybody died in that goddamn movie. The only other person of color in the goddamn movie died in the first two minutes. The the, the Asian guy died in the first two minutes. I really wish you hadn't hit me to this. Like I like now, I I can't unsee it, and I know you're speaking real raw truth. No, do, do not do not justify this madness. There's no He's way to unjustify not wrong. it. I'm He's right. Not wrong. The, He's the, wrong. the 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 Asian dude died in the first two minutes to set off his friends. Oh my god! I got to tell everybody else about this. So they fridged an Asian man, and then the Rock literally leaves everybody else in the dust to go save his white wife. I'm quite sure a lot of Asian, black, brown, white, every race of people died in that fucking 12.1 magnitude earthquake. You know, you're, I, I was hoping you were going to say that. They did, died. they did all die. And they all died while the rock flew over their goddamn heads to go pick his daughter up like she was a fucking daycare. He literally, everyone. There's, it's one thing, it's one thing, Brandon, if you flew from Petco Park to the Gaslight District to pick up your daughter, it's another motherfucking thing to fly from Los Angeles to goddamn San Francisco, then run out of gas, crash, hop Did into a car. Wait, let me finish. Got run out of gas, crash, hop out of your helicopter, jump into a truck. You dr- you see a whole bunch of people panicking and pillaging and looting you don't save none of them motherfuckers you drive in the truck until some white folks stop you from driving into a dish that would have killed you you give them the truck you still a hell you still an airplane what the fuck is this grand theft auto san andreas how the fuck can he do all this shit you're missing the key point what's the key point he loves white people you're ignoring the key obvious point 
He loves white people. Could he save all these people? He could have saved one. No, no. He fit all the. He fit a white boy and his little brother in the in the airplane with them. All these people. He could have saved. Look, I don't. He definitely refused to try. He refused to try. And why did he refuse to try? Try because they were black. Because thank you. (laughs) Because he was black. It's because he's trying to get to his family. I just think that what's so funny about these disaster movies is we watch them as if we aren't all like hurtling towards these things in real life and as if we all aren't, we all wouldn't be the people looking up like, save us! And he's like, nah. Shit is sobering, right? It, it really makes you think about the fact that it, it really makes you think about the fact that if the zombies came, Brandon, we ain't making it very long. You and I are going to be sitting doing a podcast while we get eaten by zombies and then for the rest like of I'm our lives we'd be on places if the zombie comes because everybody here got guns. So they can pull out their gun. That's the one time I'm for Texas. Have you're looking. You're looking at this the wrong way. If zombie zombies, apocalypse. if zombie, if the zombie, if the zombie apocalypse came to Texas, the white folks, yes, they would shoot the zombies, but they're also going to run up in your house because you're black and it's now martial you're law. They're not running up my house. They got their own. They're house. coming after us for no, no, no. exactly. Let's think about okay. Let's talk about like Walking Dead, which is a show I was like ferocious about it and then fell off completely. When the world goes crazy, the lunatics come out the woodwork. So there's lynchings on day one of the zombie attack. Like mm-hmm. people are letting it out immediately. So that's what I'm saying. You got to fight everybody with the racist whites, the zombies, uh, climate change. Like mm-hmm. you might as well head north in my the, opinion. The first day that the zombie attack, the first day the zombie apocalypse happens, Brandon, is the goddamn purge. That's pretty much what it is. That's the only thing you compare it to. Okay. You are such an upbeat person that it really, I really feel like you liked Fat Beach. I feel like you're going to say good things about this fucking movie. I'm not upbeat. I just understand how how this thing would work. You understand? You've been in Texas for how long now? You think these people are going to come after me. They ain't coming after me. I would they, come after you. You know why I come more, after you? Because what, you have a listen, Tesla. This is how I know you're wrong. I would come after you because you have a Tesla. I'd shoot oh, you for your electric car. Wait this a is, minute. So we eating the rich, including Brandon. Yeah, I'm not the rich. No, I'm saying you have a car that doesn't need gas. I'm going to shoot you. This is how, no, this is how I know that you're wrong <laughs> about this. Them people, there's nothing more in life that they want than a zombie apocalypse. They are preparing for the end of the world. They are, they have spent their entire no, life Brandon. for the time where they can pull out their arsenal of guns and go Rambo on <sighs> zombies. That is their, that is their wet. I love you. I love you, but you need that, that whole phrase that you just said, that whole thing you just built up, replace the word zombie with niggers. That's what they're what working their way up for. Now? They're working their way up for, to now? take over the nigga apocalypse. What's they're, stopping them from doing it now? Laws. You you think they give a fuck about laws? They yes. don't care about laws. But when but when the government really falls like they're waiting for it to fall because zombies eat everybody, then they're coming after the black folks. They could come after us right now and get away with it. They are. That's not what they want. But they I'm saying when it when the shit hits the fan, when the shit hits the fan, they're all going to be able to do it at the same goddamn That's not time. What they want more than being grand. <laughs> I love that we're talking no, about this. We don't want to no, talk about if y'all don't think they're on the black market web shit talking about as soon as somebody gets bit, we're riding out. Exactly. Exactly. They want to be Rambo. I love the fact we're talking about this so we don't have to talk about Fat Beach. Absolutely. <laughs> nah, what's wrong with Fat Beach? I knew you were going to say that. 
I'm I'm driving through a tunnel. I'm losing you. I'm 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 losing you. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> gotta gotta. I don't know. I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back. Wait, they literally you... put that in a part of Fat Beach. Hey, welcome to whatever the wow. burger place is called. How can skip. I help you? Hey, I used to do that shit. Listen, before yeah, he's from where you that, from. Can I yeah, just yeah. say I'm so excited to be back with you too. Hey. Um, we had a great time, our first show, and I'm honored. Brandon, we only did one show together. Miriam, at this point, me and Rashani have done, you know, we basically have our own podcast. Yeah, we we do this. <laughs> this is our <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah. So catch up, please. Catch up. So all right, Rashani, you do the intro. You better fuck you. Me. This is your show. No, I'll go, I'll lead the show. You do the intro. Okay. So <laughs> This is bad meaning bad or bad meaning good, but spoiler alert, this shit was bad. We're talking about a movie that everybody <laughs> probably should have known better. I think that's what this movie was called. Fat Beach, parentheses, everybody should have known better. Somebody saw this shit in the movie theater. That's the shit that keeps me up at night. Somebody went and watched Coolio in a goddamn movie theater. And they had Coolio on the cover like he had a big role in this movie and shit. <laughs> Listen, I'm. This podcast is going to be three hours long. Let me go back to the fact that the <laughs> subtitle is not. We should have known better. The subtitle is "fuck you, Darrell." That line was said more than the word "beach" in the movie. <laughs> so I'm like, that's actually what the movie's called to me. And you know, when I was younger and much stupider, because I think Fat Beach came out. When did this come out, Brandon? 1996. Okay, I was 16, and this was the year that I got my first piece of ass. This was the year that I was really pursuing ass like like with a vengeance because it was my first summer where I was in a place where family members were never at home. They were close enough to a casino that they were always at the casino or else my grandma, who I was staying with for the summer, went to like Israel or something like that for the summer and didn't tell nobody. So I didn't have to tell anybody. I was at my grandma's house by myself for like the whole summer. And so I spent the whole summer trying to get ass. Fat Beach was my movie when I was 16. That says something about this movie, that it speaks to a 16-year-old's mind. It tapped into something for sure. For little kids, <laughs> for, 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 for teenagers. This is literally the movie, the first movie that I've seen in a long time where women are literally a set piece. I can't even. And, and, and acting as if they're in like noir films with Humphrey Bogart. Like, mm-hmm. It's just terrible. The depth is so shallow. I, it reminds me of, I don't know what I was watching, but one of those like interview things about Fresh Prince. And I'll never forget Will Smith saying that when he was 17 and Fresh Prince first came out, the only thing he was thinking about was having sex. Like he was working, he was building his star power, but he wanted to have sex, that's it. And I just mm-hmm. thought of that with this like, I guess it's a rite of passage to like just be. It's obsessed. a rite of passage. Oh God, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. So let's get to the pertinence. All right, this movie was directed by Doug Ellen. Was it directed? Did somebody actually it's direct directed this? By Doug Ellen, is starring Jermaine Huggy Hopkins. Huggy is the Danny. one who was on top of the roof on uh, on Lean on Me, talking about I ain't got nowhere else to go. You on the crack? You smoking the crack, right? One How that nigga went from favorite? that to this? One of Rashani's favorite actors when he was younger, uh, Brian Hooks. Three strikes, my nigga. Still a gr- uh, I mean, Brian. Mwah. Mwah. He, look, look, for everything that nigga did bad in this movie, he did a lot of bad. That's really all I got. <laughs> you're, 
no, no, no. He carried this film. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. So, you know, this film is uh, during a glorious Southern California summer. High school student Benny King is doing the flipping bird, doing time flipping burgers. Benny's father wants him to learn. Oh, 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 stop, 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 stop. I forgot one other thing that this movie is sponsored by Fat Phobia. There some fat jokes in here. A, a, a couple? Just a couple. The whole thing was you can't go to poetry school because you're fat. You can't play volleyball because no, well, you're fat. While he's playing volleyball, wait, everybody's like, gonna, fat boy, fat boy. Don't get too I'm quick. Gonna defend, I'm going to defend one part. His daddy was trash, but he didn't say he couldn't go to poetry school because he was fat. He said you can't go to poetry school because you ain't going to make no money. And you're going to be a loser if you just do poetry. No, okay. The other and fat stuff fat. is correct. And you're fat, right. Well, and you're fat. That was in there. But it, you're right. It was. Oh, you know what? That makes this. That makes this synopsis even better. A hefty homeboy. Oh God damn it! Ladies, <laughs> and goes to the beach with his friends for from wild sun and the fun. Wild somebody, with his friends, plural. Somebody sat down one day and said, "You know what, nigga? Oh fuck, Ferris Bueller is the shit, my nigga. But you know what? <laughs> we should like do it again." <laughs> Where's but in Cali, my nigga. <laughs> By the way. And, and oh. We should have Brian Hooks play Ferris. And that, so nigga from, that nigga from Lean On Me can play fucking Cameron. My nigga. Oh, shit. And we can have Coolio. Just Coolio. Are you done? Are you done? I can never smoke that much. I would die from inhaling that much. <laughs> nigga, what's up with Heckle and Jekyll? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yes, How much money you think this film made in the box office? Oh, I saw. Or, I saw. Know, so I'll guess. Johnny, I will how guess. Much do you think? Um, I think this film in 1996, when niggas had no filter and no fucks, I think this film made like five million. Mm, close. One point three million. That is not close, good sir. It's closer. <laughs> it's close than what we would have said. I'm glad I didn't say ten. It's over a million. <laughs> how much was I the mean, budget though? Uh, it didn't say. 25K. Gotta be 25,000. It felt like Ooh. it because even that Mercedes looked you know, like a Coolio fuck. probably charged them 25,000. Oh, yeah. Coolio had his walkthrough fee for sure. Oh, they God. had to recoup. I um, am just in, I mean, RIP for movies like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to see them anymore, but I'm mm-hmm. glad that they exist as an artifact of the times. And the fact that, that I'm from this generation, uh, I had to I had to look in the mirror. You know what I mean? Like I'm like this is my culture and I don't I don't know I don't have any excuse, you know? It's just this is where I come from and and that's upsetting to me. Mm-hmm. I will say this. I have a hot take. Uh as bad as Darrell is and he's terrible. I'm not sure bad is not worse. Oh. So Darrell is awful. He's absolutely awful, but he's California awful. Like he's that dude who will yeah. literally walk up to a girl and be like, hey, babe, you got a fat ass and then holler at her. That's his whole mindset. He's literally mm-hmm. California. He's a Cali nigga. Benny is a motherfucking just. Benny he, is hashtag. I'm the nice guy. Exactly. You know, but but a bad nice guy. And that's what my problem is. Men call themselves nice. But I'm like, are you? Do you do we have the same definition of that word? Because because you don't literally want to lie to me and then stick your dick in me. That's not nice. That's, it's not like one or the other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
you don't feed you don't feed the home the homeless like you know what I mean you're not doing anything for people you just are not an asshole that's not equals nice that's and he it. was mad corny like hella he was, he was hella like really and and can't see the no. goddamn forest for the trees bruh yes. that oh, there's a reason he wasn't getting any play with the ladies and it wasn't because he was fat it was because he was stupid <laughs> Like, dude, she's standing right next to you. Also, also, before we get into it, how is this nigga having a dream Mm-mm. about a girl Mm-mm. who's real on the beach that he's never seen before in his life? That's your question? That's my question. Psychic. That's what the movie should have been about, his psychic abilities. I and thought, the fact that he lives in a dream world. That you know, it, it's, it's just, the, the, the crazy thing about it is this movie came out around the same time as the movie starring Bud from the Cosby show, Trippin'. And Trippin' is so much better than this movie. But it's like the same concept where this nigga keeps having fantasies about what he wants to happen. I'm just disappointed. Jermaine Hopkins was in it around this time. Juice. He was in Juice. He was on Lean On Me. He was in Juice. He was on... uh, how to be a player. Yeah, he wasn't the player. He was the backup. Yeah. He was in the Wayne's brothers. Mm-hmm. So he was he was the black. And then he, he decided the to do Fat Beach. He 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 decided to do a heat check with Fat Beach. And guess what? He just did a movie in 2020. Oh, good for him. Called Equal Come Standard. Starring Ice T, Hassan Johnson, and a bunch of fucking people I've never heard of. Just like this movie. Can we talk about fat? P-H-A-T? Pretty hot and tempting? Or just generally speaking, meaning cool, fun, happening. Mm-hmm. Literally not F-A-T. Mm-mm. And the fact that this beach was about being fat. So it's like it's a play on words that failed completely because the beach itself was not fat. It was not that fat. It wasn't that happening. It wasn't that tempting. It was like three of the same chicks every day. They, they all converged in one spot on the beach daily. They never roamed. Nobody got lost. <laughs> but it was all about body image. So I'm just like, I'd rather have been fat FAT beach. Like, no, actually fat bitch. Just name it what it is. Let me know when I'm coming to come see. So, um... Okay, Brandon. This is this is your this is your thing. Let me know how we're running this. How we're how we're I got doing this. this. I got notes. This okay, time. good. I took I'm, notes. I'm right there with you. I'm with you so, every step of the way, and I have the questions. The movie starts in a dream sequence. <laughs> of course, Benny is at a beach surrounded by women. Now, mm-hmm. one thing I noticed about this particular scene is that when he's on the beach initially, he is surrounded by seven black women. Most mm-hmm. of them were brown or dark skinned, and he seemed to be happy. He was happy. He was with these be- beautiful black women on the beach. And then he sees a light skinned woman running away, and he's like, I'm not happy <laughs> enough with these beautiful black and brown women. I need yeah, this light skinned woman. And then the women cheer, go get him, Benny, go get her. Cheering him on. Mm-hmm. He runs after her. He, he gets near her, gets on top of her. Uh, she gets on top of him. And then she hands him a big-ass fucking cheeseburger. <laughs> and the Wait, dream ends. Wasn't there a race? When was a race? That was they later? were running. I think they were. Were they racing? I thought he was running after her. I 
looked like he was running after her, and then it turned into a relay race, and he beat her. Yeah, he <laughs> beat her. I guess, his, I guess his his uh, prize was that big ass burger. Right, and so I guess it was like he was after her, but really he wanted to win. It was that was the race part confused the fuck out of me. I was already like, "What is this movie about?" And not only was he dreaming, he was dreaming while in the shower. By the way, <laughs> that wasn't a dream. <laughs> That wasn't a dream. Come on now, bruh. We've all been 16 in the shower. That wasn't no dream. He had his eyes closed, but he wasn't dreaming. Come on, bruh. He probably got shampoo in his dick hole. Probably started screaming. Mom came in there to Pretty find good. out what's going on. That's why moms came no, in. He was like, sister Get came in. Little sister came in and said, you've been in the shower for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. What the fuck you in there doing? I love when they make little kids cuss in black movies. What the fuck you doing? Mama said, get your dumb ass fat ass out the shower. Dumb ass fat ass. That was, that's a quote. That, that's a James Brown lyric. Here's the thing about the fat jokes, right? I mean, I don't want to say it, but if you were lived in 1996, you and you were hefty, you've probably heard that stuff from your family. So I'm, I'm sure re- he did. Relatively accurate. I'm sure he did for the, for the times. You know, I just got done listening to a podcast where they talked about the the Marshall Mathers LP doing a, a music review of it. And they were like, you know, if you grew up when this CD first came out, you probably thought this was the best thing in the world. And it's st- to them, they were like, it still is the best thing in the world. And I went back and listened to it. It could only get through like two songs. Just because it was the way it was back then doesn't mean that that's the way it is now. Uh, and watching it now exactly. makes me twitch. Please do me a favor. Let's leave, let's, as a group, because I really fuck with y'all, let's just not discuss Eminem. Ever. <laughs> Ever. I can't. I can't. Be- I, I because can't that I am from Detroit and I'm a stand. Let's be clear. Yeah. Hardcore stand. Slim Shady stand up. So don't forget. Didn't we talk me. about Detroit last time? Just, yeah, always. Just, Every like, single you know, time. Because so because of out. the crow. But you know, gonna, oh yeah, the I'm not going to say anything bad about it. I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to say that the things that. The things that. In, that amused me that he talked about in that mm-hmm. album back then mm-hmm. don't move me now and that's the same way that's it fair. is with fat beach it doesn't it's move fat, me well fat beach didn't move me back then either well, i just when, watched it because of the one with the big ass titties at the strip club and that's all i remember okay. from this movie <laughs> okay wait let okay just to wrap up the eminem thing i definitely think you have a great point no one should be rapping like this ever again but I am glad that these things are time capsules mm-hmm. because the kids yes. do not get it at all. Like kids, don't, we lived in a wild west of political incorrectness, mm-hmm. and so as much as like these old white guys are like, "Well, I'm so scared to be PC," it's like, bro, you got away with a lot of shit up until like three months ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So let's just practice being nice to people tomorrow. That's it. That's all we ask. But yes, um, that is a hundred percent. I'm glad you said that. Those things, I say this all the time on hindsight. Rashani knows this. I'm always like, I get how we're this, our, we're looking at this in hindsight, but we also have to consider at the time this was this felt different at the time. Oh, side note, another thing I need to bring up. I just started watching Impeachment. Are you guys gonna watch that? Oh yeah, the American tr- Crime. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll start watching it pretty soon. How do you know okay. this? 
First of all, Sarah Paulson never misses. Uh, they got this bitch in a whole... She has like a whole face makeup thing to look like Linda Tripp. I for, kept forgetting it was Sarah Paulson because she she looks like the lady. She does not look like herself. So Brandon, if you haven't watched, get caught up. We're only one episode behind. But apparently it's about the Clinton-Lewinsky scandal from Monica's perspective, which is important oh, because everything's from the wrong perspective up until now. Oh, and they have my girl, Edie Falco, playing Hillary. So you already know... I'm in on this all season, but the point of me bringing it when up does this is that come on? FX. So oh. you got to catch it live. They're not playing with you on Hulu. So anyway, the point of me bringing it up is they they go through one of the women who he assaulted. He basically did a wine scene to this lady, um, President Clinton, uh, when he was governor, and she's in the news conference talking about it, and men in the news bay are laughing at her. When mm-hmm. she says certain stuff, they're like, oh, ha, 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 you got assaulted? Did he fuck you? Like, it's like that. And I'm like, this happened in 96. So mm-hmm. I just think about how far we have come, like, just to bring bring around the point of, like, we were fucked up until, like, three years ago as a people. And I just don't think we talk enough about that. Well, yeah, they didn't impeach Clinton because he might have assaulted someone. They impeached him because they thought he had enough because he had sex. They thought he had they thought he had consensual sex in the Oval Office and that was impeachable. But mm-hmm. sexually assaulting Oh, because he lied about it. It's, yeah, yeah it's it. okay. Yeah. That part's fine. But you lied yeah. about having sex. We can't we can't have that. That was 1996 oh. morals. Um, like, can we get a president who does have a case against him? Is it possible? Obama. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you're right. Okay, sorry. So that was our 1996 wrap up. A lot of fucked up shit was happening then. Now, 96 I mean, was a pretty fucked up year. Didn't uh, Tupac die? We don't talk about that. We had the Atlanta. We had the Atlanta. I'm saying that's why it was such Olympics. a bad year. It was a uh, bad year. But all right. So back to this great movie because I got, you know, people who love this movie on the show today. Um, he comes out. His daddy's like, hey, man, when you get out the shower, you come down here and you wash this car. And so, <laughs> Which is pissing me off because if I just clean myself, why you didn't ask me to wash the fucking car before I got in the shower, dad? And his daddy loved this car, by the way. Loves this car more than anything in the world. And that car and that is ugly a, as shit. It was a Benz, though. It was uh, ugly as shit. Can we talk about how some Benzes get away? Some Benzes and some Beamers get away with not being that cute and just they live off their name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And for this sure. one was a and it was a convertible. So you got a convertible Benz. Nobody cares what it looks like because it was brown. No one would get that color today, ever, yeah. ever, ever. Would anybody get That's that? That's fair. Color. That's fair. And his dad is like, "Come help me wash this car," and he's like, "You know." All right, whatever. But he's like, I'm trying, I'm trying to get this poetry and trying to go to this poetry school. And his daddy just starts berating the fuck out of him. Why you want to be a poet? <laughs> On like, sight, bro. You need to work hard for your money. You need to go flip these burgers and save that money and be a man so you can provide. He's like, bro, I write poetry. By the way, we'll get to this. His daddy might have been right because his poetry is shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was maybe it was just a different way of saying, hey, bro, you're not that good. You're not I that good at this. You. I'm not a parent. I'm not a parent, but I had parents. And Rashani's a parent. Sometimes with your child, you don't want to say you're not good at this. So you turn it into something else. His dad just had a bad way of saying it. Absolutely. I think he did say that only 10 people got accepted into this class. So he they hyped it up in the beginning like this man is the next 
poet laureate. You know, he's going to go straight for Kendrick. Like he's got <laughs> it figured out. And you you kind of have this expectation, but just I just want to, as we keep going, this is what the movie premise is about. And I just truly want to talk about how weak the poetry class thread is throughout the film. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so then while he's talking to his dad, while his dad's going off for him, Darrell pulls up with this woman in the car. And he's like, <laughs> uh, you know, you want to go? get up here. My name's Sharita. Oh. oh, yeah, he did get his, her name wrong. <laughs> he didn't even know her name. He's like, you want to go to the carnival or whatever? And Benny was like, no, I can't go because, you know, I got to go work. And Darrell's like, you don't really want to work, Dad. Just tell your daddy you're not about to do that shit. And I'm like, <laughs> right. I want to know how old Benny is in this movie. I'm really trying to figure out, is he 17? Is he 18? Is he 20? Is he 14? Is he 19? Because he acts like a little-ass kid dragging his feet behind his big brother. We know he's at least 16 because he can legally yeah, drive. Driving, yeah. So I, I'm assuming he's probably 19 because they probably didn't want it. But, you know, then again, yeah, 1996 might have done a sex movie about a 16-year-old. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and okay. say that he's probably 19 or 20. By the way, movie. Darrell's driving Sharita's car. And that's not her name, but he, that's not Darrell's car. <laughs> I just think that's an important plot point. Mm-hmm. That too. And so then, uh, you know, so he's like, <laughs> then he goes to work. Mr. Johnson, Mr. Johnson is the guy who's running the, the burger place. He's just shit. Darrell looks bad. First of all, Darrell does look bad at his job. I mean, not Darrell. Uh, Benny mm-hmm. does seem to be bad at his job. But Mr. Johnson's just berating this man. Going out like, God, this got to be horrible to work here. It's no, not you, you, it's I, I, I feel like I'd never get a chance to say this on hindsight. No, no, you're skipping past something. Oh, where did I skip past? This nigga is at the drive-thru window. <laughs> no, that was next. Okay. Yeah, that's that, that happened after this. He's berating him first. And Can then, we talk about how if you're getting cussed out in the first two hours <laughs> of your new job, that is, in fact, an indicator of things to come. That's all. Mm-hmm. So then Darrell pulls up to the drive-thru. Nope, that wasn't what I was going to talk about. Oh, see, I was right. waiting to see. The nigga's at the drive-thru window literally fantasizing again about this woman that he's never seen before in his right. life. Oh, and yeah. reached out <laughs> to start squeezing titties and start squeezing the titties of the woman through the window. No, he's no, like, he didn't. No, see, no, he didn't try to squeeze the titties. Order. He tried to oh. kiss her. He tried to kiss her. And yeah. she's like, yo, man, trying to move me through the window and I don't think that shit. And, he, and he's like, uh, he's like, Benny, are you okay? And I'm like, this he said she had a bug. He said she had a bug on her shoulder. I was trying to get that bug off her shoulder. I'm like, it's, we should talk. We should take him to a doctor. Mm-hmm. He does have a lot of hallucination problems. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. pussy that much. I don't think I'm. But only one pussy. There's only one pussy he wants. He's literally like he sees her in his dreams, like everything. That is interesting that he's only thinking about one woman. You know what's amazing is that they say you can't make up people in your head or in your dreams. So if you see someone, it is a mixture of someone you've seen before. Unless mm. you're like, I, I'll leave space for psychics. You know what I mean? But like, um, so I think the fact that it's just obviously not scientifically correct for him to be dreaming of this woman who's going to come. Um, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> okay. So Darrell pulls up to the drive through I thought this was a cool bit. Oh, you don't, you've never done this before? 
No, I've never done this. I'm Dude, not an asshole. You, you know what's yeah, crazy? Yeah, what? <laughs> okay, so so here's the thing. Fuck you both. Here's the thing. Larry it works. David Rashani. It, it works. And here's what you do. You go to the drive-in at any place. McDonald's. This is before they put the uh, mm-hmm. the computer screen up. This is this is literally why they put the computer screens up mm-hmm. on the fucking <laughs> drive-through windows. It's because of niggas like me. You will pull up to the drive-through and they'd be like, "Welcome to Wiener Schnitzel. How can I help you?" And you'd say, "Yes, I would like a large with the of and a chicken and I, with." straight shake please why just making you take longer to get your food (laughs) no because what happens is what happens is Uh you go through it like three times and you say it the same way each time and by the last time you say let me speak to your manager and they panic and they will fill the bag up with literally everything just to appease you (laughs) what's wrong with you that that's a, I know that I was sixteen. That's oh, okay. what that's that's why when I saw this, I was like, you know what? I I've done that. I was sixteen, so You're I would pull up to like McDonald's David. and I would be like, I would like a bit with a inside of quarter with super size, uh, please. What's crazy is like you're literally saying put extra cancer in that bag for me now mm-hmm, for free. Yes. Okay. <laughs> As long as you, as long as you call it what it is, because 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 Chanel, you have to keep in mind, and and you were in Detroit, so you know. Well, you, but then again, you were a lady, so I don't know how ladies rolled at the age of like 16, 17. Mm -hmm. But we rolled like eight deep in a four seat car, Mm -hmm. so we would pull up and try and like if we got over, everybody who couldn't eat all of a sudden could eat because we have a bag full of food. Mm -hmm. So when Darrell did that, I understood him doing that because we did that shit and it worked. So I laughed at that. And the woman, but the fact fact that he was doing it to his best fucking friend was fucked the fuck up. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Sorry. Just, I've never done that, but we have, cause I don't think it was ever that serious fast food wise, but we definitely have like laid down flat on the backseat of a car to get into the drive-in. And you know, like those, like we we do things to to get over on companies, but I've just never done that. Um, that's hilarious, though, because it brings back great memories. And then I just want to say that so this when Darrell does this, this is the second "fuck you, Darrell" that we get, and he just says "fuck you, Darrell" every time Darrell does something. And I was just watching it like the writers literally control C, control V over. Like you know what? <laughs> to be fair, because that's my job. Would you expect a dude like Benny to have any other comebacks besides "fuck you, Darrell"? He's a poet. Yes, I would. Did you hear his poetry later? In if the you're movie? a wordsmith, <laughs> I would think you'd have something else to say than "fuck you, Darrell" over and yes. over again. If, no, you're, no, if more, you are a wordsmith, is correct. More realistically, by the third one, he should be like, "Darrell, I'm gonna fu- fuck you up, nigga." Like, it should get more violent. Yeah, yeah but that would require someone to have the audacity so and the in yeah. the confidence to say I'm gonna fuck you up, which he clearly does not have. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't, I, he doesn't even really, like himself. By this point, Darrell's the only reason I'm laughing though, because I'm like, this nigga doesn't give a fuck about his friend, and I like that energy and character. Mm-hmm. No, no, I think he does care. But he's trying to. That's the one thing I'll say about Darrell. I think Darrell's fucked up, but in his mind, he was trying to prove a point to Benny this entire time. Like fuck this job, right? Um, so then, you know, he's like, he asked the manager, Benny asked the manager, hey, I need a break. He walks outside an hour and a half into a shift. He's taking a fucking break. <laughs> <all of it. laughs> 
Because his friend pulled up. He goes outside. You know, Darrell's like, hey, man, listen. Quit this job. This is what we're going to do. I got this box of sunglasses. I bought them from 10 cents a piece. We're going to sell them for $5. We'll make like $5,000. That's not a bad idea. It's not a terrible idea in 1996. You could probably sell those sunglasses at Venice Beach for $5 a piece and make some money. In theory. In theory. However, by the way, new car, new girl. I just think that's important to point out as well. This is second girl and second second scene. Yep, Mm -hmm. this is the second girl. At this point, I said, this movie's so bad. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then he had another nigga, another girl, I'm sorry, in the, in the house. So, Darrell, so yes. Benny gets off. He goes to the house to see, to get Darrell. Darrell is in the, in the house with a woman, naked, about to Ooh, fuck. About to fuck. And he said, he's like, mm, you look good, girl. You look like a pot of chitlins. I'm not sure about I'm not saying I'm the king of sexy talk but I'm not sure I would tell a woman as a compliment that you look like a pot of chitlins maybe if the woman knew how much I like I don't like chitlins but if I was one of the people who were uh, loves chitlins and a woman knew that I love chitlins and then I said you look like a pot of chitlins maybe that would hit but I feel like Darrell just met this woman so she probably doesn't know if he likes chitlins and they're not southern and mm. they're not super Southern. I, I think this is either a white actor trying to be like, what do the Blacks say? Or a Black actor being like, this is a nigga movie. We'll get it. Do Black so, people eat chitlins in Cali, Rashani? My dad, but he's from the South. And who wrote this movie? We we used to eat chitlins in the North in the Midwest, but we got that from the South. So. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm going to find out who wrote this shit. Not because on, we on found time. out that, that the person who did uh, Sunset Park was Jewish. So all bets are off. I'm gonna go look. All bets are off. Uh, it's kind of like when I found out that white people wrote in the Cleveland show, and I thought that was the one <laughs> show we had that was ours. So yeah, there's a lot of lying going on in Hollywood. Um, by the way, he says, Darrell says, let's go to the beach. Because apparently they're in Bakersfield. Let's go to the beach. We'll get there in three hours. Let's just go. So Darrell has no plan, and also it's already 12 p.m. So yes, just throwing it out there. Not only did he say the woman looks like a pot of chitlins, um, but then when she took her top off, he says, let me see those candy yams. I don't know if candy yams is the mm. analogy I would like to make for mm. breast. I don't know. I feel yeah, like aren't they, isn't that booty? Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's the yams. That's the yams. Not. I feel like yams, breast are not something that I would be itching to see. say though, okay, so yams are potatoes and they kind of have like a stick out kind of shape and then candy yams are soft. So I actually think that they make more sense for boobies than booty when I really think about the anatomy. Yeah, but yams are thick. Like when you when you bake mm. them, they're thick and juicy. Yeah, and as Jeff yams. will tell you, yams is ass. Okay. He, he probably would tell you. So, so then he gets back to his crib and his parents and sister go on vacation. They're leaving his ass. They're not taking him. Period. He's not good enough to go on vacation. I'm going to circle back around to how this vacation is bullshit, but let's go. I mean. His, the niggas drove to Phoenix and somehow ended up back at the beach. Well, they got, all, he probably stopped and got a map at that point. We'll get to that. First of all, why can't, why can't the sun go? Why yeah, are why they leaving the sun He's behind? fat. 
<laughs> he's a loser. He'll throw off the suspension because he's fat and he needs he needs discipline. He needs to learn. <laughs> Which is discipline is definitely leaving him in the home alone with no plan and no communication. With a friend that's a bad influence. That like I said, like I said, Ferris Bueller's day off. Wait, but this is my favorite. This is one of my favorite bits in the movie because he gets fired after he tries to um, grope the customer and after he leaves and takes like a 20 minute break to see his friends. So he walks off slash gets fired and the boss calls the house to speak to his father. Mm -hmm. And he just keeps answering the phone and hanging up on him, which Absolutely. What would you like? Would you give the phone or would you be like, oh, oh, we don't live here no more. Like, that's all I would do. Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. By the way, his daddy's got a a drop top Benz and they're going on vacation in an old ass Dodge Caravan that apparently is busted for the luggage. Right. There's that. Also, his daddy is extra terrible. Uh, He's like super like hyper masculine. I'm the man. I'm going to do this my way. And his wife's like, all right, all right. right." Oh, no. His wife is a bitch. And they wrote her to be like so annoying. She's just like, ah, you know, and I'm like, can y'all be less stereotypical? Well, she was like, you need to go get that mat. I don't need no mat. I'm a man. I know how to find this place. Let's let's be honest. There is zero likable people in this movie. Very, very honest. The, the like, little likable. Who's Tanya? The daughter's school. The daughter's school. The, no, the, the, the daughter is Tanya's the one the who's like, buy me something with. too, and snitches Benny out countless times. No, Tanya's the girl he ended up with. Oh. The the, the light skin one? Tanya's I thought, a yeah. simp. Tanya is yeah. a simp. Yeah, she is. I'll give you money. She I'll give you simp. money, Benny. Oh, yeah, she is a simp. But she's not unlikable. She's just kind of a... She's not likable. She's just kind of a simp. I stand for the daughter because um, little sisters have it hard, mm. and I identify. Uh-huh. I'll give you that. Okay. So then his parents is like, I'm going this vacation. I was like, mm, I can't imagine going on vacation without navigation anymore. Yeah, this seems, seems like such an old Oh, my God. <laughs> you can print out that map quest, and if there's one wrong turn on that bitch, y'all are lost. This was before that. This was go get the fucking atlas in the house. Yeah, this wasn't even this 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 wasn't none of that other shit. This is just you need to bring that map that's gonna take both front seat seats for you to open it all the way. Yeah, for us to go somewhere with no destination. But I, I feel mean, like getting from Bakersfield to L.A. probably isn't that difficult. It's not because they did it. They drove There's from L.A. from a highway, right? but they it's, ended it's, up in it's, fucking nigga. Phoenix. It's I five South. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, got, it's not that difficult. That's but the thing. For those y'all who aren't from the West Coast, I can tell you right now that I-5 goes from San Diego to Seattle. You don't have to you get off of it. Drive. <laughs> it, it. It goes from San Diego to Seattle What's all the, the way up. What's the, the Pacific Coast Highway is... Um, the Pacific Coast Highway is not I-5. It is a... Um, you know what? It might be part of I five. Hold up, it's just a part that's right next to the to the coast, and it's really near Santa Barbara and all these rich areas and shit. I do think it's like you said hypermasculine, and I think <clears throat> that's very accurate because, and and I want men to just take a moment, you know, and I think that we have the power to eliminate something that's so unnecessary. And yep, that is, the PCH is I five. I'll bet. See, so. 
But what we want to eliminate is getting in the car, not knowing where the fuck you're going, and thinking that because you have testicles, yes, that's they exactly will direct what you. That's what it is. That yep. makes no sense. The first time sense. I got out of the car with my wife and I asked for directions, like when we first started dating, and I got out and I was like, "Do you can you help us get to this spot?" She was shocked, not because I got out of the car and helped or asked for help, but because at that point in time there were maps on the phone and, and I didn't use it. <laughs> oh, wait, so was it pride still? It was so no, pride. No, it was it was oh. like what the fuck are you doing, dog? Like I already oh, brought yeah. it up on. I got this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I, but I think the wife is wrong too because you know your husband. Mm-hmm. Go get the map. Have you need to have the map under your pillow because you know what type of shit he's gonna be on tomorrow. Just, don't even worry about it. Let him get lost. I think she just wanted map. to prove a point. She just put like, it in the van. Just we just put it in the like, van the night before. Wait, why do we need the map in the house? It's wait, not even. It's not even your. You're not driving in the Mercedes. You're driving in the van, which I guess is hers because she's a woman and this is that type of movie. And she takes just kids places. Yeah. Keep keep the map in the glove compartment. So then he tells Benny, don't touch my fucking car. Because, you know, of course he loves his car. Don't touch my Which, car. Which, of course, he's not. Oh, and while Which, he's in the, oh, he went in the house. He did go in the house to look for the map, to be fair. And the phone was off the hook. And then it rang again, and Benny said it was for Darrell. He takes the phone to Darrell. It's the boss again. And Darrell pretends to be Benny's dad, whooping his ass. <laughs> Benny, get your ass down here right now. Yeah. You did what? And he started he started doing the screaming action, the slapping the wall and shit. And the, and Mr. Johnson's like, the manager, I'm, so I'm not proud. telling you, I'm Where not telling you, you got to put the hands on him. But if you're gonna put the hands on him, you better do it right. No, 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 no. He said, use your left hand. <laughs> it was literally this was a spinoff of uh, Trading Places, where Eddie Murphy was like, "Man, I suggest you use the Billy Club officer." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, my man's like, he just. And then I was like, oh, fuck your business joint. That's why you're not Burger King. and You're never going to be Burger King or McDowell's because why are you encouraging him to hurt his son? Oh, because he didn't show up to your job that you cussed him out at? Mm-hmm. See, we, see, that's the, here's the thing. In 1996, that's not hurting your son. That's discipline. That's teaching him a mm-hmm. lesson. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. not hurting that boy. You're helping him. Yeah, you're helping too. the boy. You're helping him learn. And he's going to learn. That's that's yeah. that was that was the that was the no mentality. I know you're right but I'm just like again you know maybe it's because I've waited so long to have kids that I'm like this makes no fucking sense I <laughs> yes I'm the same way I just want to be honest yeah <laughs> Shani, do you want the kids way. I'm just like you, I'm I'll, I'll be honest with you because the uh, the statutes of limitations have passed I tried once to beat my son's ass and he just looked at me. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And I never tried it again. I tried once to hit that nigga with a spatula and the spatula broke. And I was like, I mean, the spatula was probably melted and shit, but it still broke. And I was like, you know what? This is a sign from God. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And so I he just said, stopped. Dad, what the fuck? I'm 19 years old. Nah, he was, he was, he was like, he was like 11, something like that. And I just, I was just like, the fuck am I doing? You know, what the fuck? Like I hated my parents. If if my parents whooped my ass while I was in the room crying, I was also thinking about ways that they could die. So why the fuck <laughs> do I want my kids to be thinking about ways that I can get hit by a bus? See, you're more gangster than me. I never thought that. Man, I, I thought all kind of wild shit. I wrote. I told you about when I wrote my mom a letter and told her, "Dear Malna, because you don't deserve to be called mom anymore after she whooped my ass one day." Listen. Right? Listen. <laughs> Mona. Kids tell truth. Kids are truth tellers. 
Mm-hmm. Kids are truth tellers. My mom, my dad never whooped my ass. My mom whooped my ass, so she would get all the hate mail. And so, neither my parents, <laughs> neither my parents gave me beatings, but my family is from the country in the south, and I would go there in the summertime. Ooh. And we lived, and they lived in the town where there were like dirt roads. There was no switches. There was no mall. There was no. They just got a Walmart fifteen years ago or ten years ago, um, and they would go out on the street and get a switch. Or tell me to go pick a switch and bring it back. And at that point, I realized I'm not. My mom would get mad when she would find out. She'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Uh, whatever. But the rest mm-hmm. of my cousins, they would get it and get it yeah. bad. It's like there. I literally see a direct line between that and slavery. I'm like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. The, I would. I kind of I used to think that not to get you off topic. I used to think that until I realized that like white people whip their kids, too. And I'm like, what is that tied to? Because <laughs> they not, they weren't coming from, but they weren't whipping white people. They were they whipping, whipping people. Us. They were whipping people, and they thought it was okay because yeah. they were doing it. So you could, I could do it to my kid too. I just, I think it's tied to physical pain. People yes. think make people change. If I whip your ass, like it's just like if I, yeah, th- if you think I can whip your ass, you may not try me. You know what? If I think you can whip my ass, you know what's going to happen the next time? I'm gonna try again. And I'm gonna come with a weapon. No, no, I'm saying as a person who got their ass whooped, the next time I see you, I'm I'm gonna hit you with a rock first. (laughs) Physical physical threats, I mean, it's not you shouldn't do it, but it it works. Like, I'm not gonna try Mike Tyson. I'm I'm not because I'm scared he's gonna whip my ass. Right, but, but no, but I definitely think the switch thing is is specifically. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I don't know white people do that. I've never heard of a white person using the switch. Mm-mm. I heard white people use belts. Like I read about that, I see that. Like, yeah, they, black people use belts. I've been yeah, whooped, and I'll tell you, my mama knows she was wrong. But I've never. No. You know what? That's a good point. Now, I've never heard of a story of a white person using a switch. Yeah, that's that is definitely something uniquely black that I've heard mm-hmm. of. I don't think I've heard of. Because I've heard uh, Latino, Latinx people getting whipped pretty bad, but I've with never shoes. heard of them. Yeah, no. with shoes and stuff. I've never heard of yeah. I think Switch is uniquely black. I got whooped once on some really trumped up charges. Don't even know what I did by my stepmom. Trumped up. Because I know I did. Like, I was a good, <laughs> good, 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 good kid. Like, I didn't do nothing wrong like that. And then, you know, it's funny because now, as an adult, she'd be like, you should talk back. I'm like, barely. I didn't even cuss. I was not a bad kid. So I remember I got whooped and I think it was like my first thing. Like, like I really was like young. And when I came back from my dad's house, my mom was like, are you okay? And I was like, quiet. <laughs> like it was like something was wrong. And she found out that I got whooped. I got to un, like my, my stepmother didn't call my mother and tell her, Hey, she did this. I got to whoop. Uh, she didn't mention yeah. it at all. I didn't see my dad for two years. My mom would say, get the fuck out of here. Like, cause she was like, there's no way you're putting your hands on my child and nobody's discussing it with me mm-hmm. because you don't like, we, we, we wasn't fly like that. And so I never forget, like I ha- I can count on my head my whoopings because it was just not necessary to beat me. You know? Also 20 years smart. ago, 20 years ago, talk back was just talk. It was, it was, can you clarify? <laughs> no, get your ass on here. It was just talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, you know, so he tossed to the boss, he tricks them, he gets them out of that shit. Um, and then mm-hmm. they're like, all right, man, you know, let, you know, hit let's, the let's, get, let's hit the beach. He's like, let's take your daddy Ben's Benny. No, we cannot take my dad's car. Rashani, would you have taken your daddy's Ben's to the beach? If he's on vacation and you know, you're a safe driver. 
That sounds like a no. Chanel, would you do it? That's big, big, big YOLO energy. Like that's as I, as a sixteen year old, absolutely not. I got I got in trouble one time as a sixteen year old. I was very good. Um, as me now, not with Darrell. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? He's a wild card. What What's gonna happen in any situation is if I'm taking my dad's car. Mm-hmm. It ain't gonna be because my friend suggested it. <laughs> that's like, that's Big like, ass, beep, beep. that's why you're not getting in trouble for none of this. You're like playing with the house money. If you convince right, you me to, to take home. my car, you get to go home. I'm gonna get beat up. Why the fuck? You know what? I have a great suggestion, Darrell. Let's take your mom's car. No, <laughs> you're not good with that. Why not, Darrell? Why aren't you but, okay with that shit? No, he would have an answer for you. But we don't talk enough about how Darrell his mama car. His mama car is probably trash. His point to see this is I'm not trying to defend Darrell, but I understand his thinking. His thinking in 1996, in the way they portray women in 1996, in this movie particularly, is that if I got a nice car, that's going to help me with the women. That's not terribly untrue, even today. So I understand his thought process. If they see me in this bins, the type of women that are into that shit are going to be into us, is basically what he was saying. So that's not terribly untrue. And then Benny tells him, I've been thinking about women all day. I think I'm addicted to pussy. And Darrell says, you "You have had to try something in order to be addicted to it. Good point. Okay, yeah, this is when we find out that Benny's a virgin, right? So that's so, another thing from that time. Side note, though, but just I just want to say, Darrell is one of the parentless kids in the movies, mm-hmm. and that's really compelling to me because you're like, he, he could literally have a rich mom who he has, he lives in Ladera Heights and he just comes to fuck with Benny, or he could be like, uh, has a very bad, very sad backstory. You know what I mean? He goes home to a lonely house and cooks mm-hmm. himself rice aroni. So I'm just like, I would love that background, but I like that we just kept him. He's just a pussy hound the whole movie. That's it. No depth. He's smoky. No, no depth, no, no aspirations, no conflict. Just, he just fucks. He's smoky for Friday. Oh, Except he's he smoky had a mama. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Smokey's mama wanted to fuck Craig. Smokey went to rehab <laughs> and, and, and next Friday. So then they drive into the beach. It's taking fucking forever. This we see Darrell dreaming about being at the beach with some women, and apparently Benny's dreaming at the same time while they driving this fucking car and almost run into a tractor trailer. Until the last minute, they wake up and get out of the way. Which you know, at that point, I'm like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't take your daddy car. That's when we cut to their parents. Their parents is somewhere in Arizona. This nigga can't admit that he lost. She like, uh, honey, I think we just saw a sign that said Arizona. No, nah, no, nah, man, you just tired. I think you need something to eat. Just go lay back down. We good. I'm like, you know what? That's exactly what a nigga like him would say. That is exactly <laughs> what a nigga like him would say in 1996. No, nah, you ain't see that. But that's unhinged. Yes, it's very unhinged. Like... We're not where we're supposed to be. Are we okay? And you're going to tell me uh, a human being who can read <laughs> that I don't know how to read. You see, this see, Chanel, you're missing it. When you're hungry, right? You're hungry. You've you been in the car a long crossed. time. You just start seeing things. Mm-hmm. You ain't see that sign. That sign not there. Mm-hmm. You th- you want to see that sign, 
because you want to prove me wrong because you want to challenge my manhood. You don't think I know where I'm going, so you want to make this up. That's what that was. See, you got to look at it from that perspective. His daddy deserves to be a divorcee. That's all I want. His dad did not deserve <laughs> to be in a relationship with nobody. The fact that when his dad, when they finally got to the hotel, his dad was like, you're going to give me some ass now. And she was like, fuck no. I, that was the best part of the movie. I was going to get to that. I was like, I just knew they were going to write her saying, oh, you know what? You got us here. You good. She was like, fuck no. I'm taking my ass to sleep. And after everything he put her through, fuck you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, we're in Phoenix. That is you definitely the best part of the movie. Sleep. Oh, but, shit. But okay, sorry. If they take a night in a hotel and they realize they're lost, there's no excuse to not meet your destination tomorrow because you can start over. You can buy a map at the hotel. Mm-hmm. You can talk to the guy at the place and get directions. There's no excuse for us to just say, fuck Maybe you had to trip. go back to work. Maybe it was a weekend trip. Sure. They're like, God damn, we got to be back to work Monday. We, we don't know. Uh, so then, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't even, I can't even read my notes right here. I said, N-O-E, been, he been getting schooled on attitude. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. Darrell's talking to him about like an attitude mm-hmm. you got to have when you go to the beach. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you got to be confident. You got to walk up to women with some confidence. And I'm like, this nigga is such a loser. Like, am I the, am I the only person who watched this movie? Like, I think the movie was mm-hmm. written to make you feel bad for Benny. But I just kept watching him. And I'm like, he's not an introvert. He's just... Uh, Herb. And, and, he's, just, and, 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 he's an idiot. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. You're right. I'll take Herb because I was thinking idiot. He's just a Herb. Like they didn't make him an introvert. They didn't make him like shy. They just made him like a dork. Like just uh, someone you don't want to be real, around. Real, real live dweeb. Yeah. He doesn't make sense. Uh, I think that, you know, I guess there's fun in having a Darrell kind of character like push you to make mistakes in your summer because you're young, but then like it just goes way too far. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's when they picked up some white women who don't speak English. Okay, mm-hmm. now we get into rapey, mm-hmm. and I just want to talk a little bit about how '96, how it's LOL hilarious that these women cannot consent because we are not speaking a language, we won't have any language in common, and the whole thing is they they're down for whatever. It's like, are they? Are they anything? You don't know anything. They don't, you got no, he, somehow he, he, somehow he got from them that if we give them a ride to the beach, that they'll buy our hotel. <laughs> Very complicated uh, confirmation on that. First, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, it, it's amazing that he was right about that too, because <laughs> they, did they didn't the speak hotel. English throughout and they really did buy the hotel. They really did kick in on it. And I have had. So when I was 19, maybe, maybe, I don't fucking remember, we were living in Waldorf, uh, Maryland, and we had the fine idea, my brother, myself, and two of our friends, to pile into uh, my brother's car and drive from Waldorf to Virginia Beach to meet a girl that I was dealing with. Like I said, the one who I I met when I was 16. So she now lived in Virginia Beach. So we were driving out there to to be with her. And we get out to Virginia Beach and we realize I was the only one who brought money. And that's exactly what happened in the next part of Fat Beach when they find out Darrell has no, allegedly, I'm sorry, Darrell allegedly has no cash. We found out he had cash. And, And not only does this nigga allegedly have no cash, 
But Benny's whole mindset, they wrote this nigga to be like, if I don't eat every three minutes, I'm going to die. <laughs> don't know if I love pussy or food more. Hey, you know what? He said that. But the way we were watching him literally look at other niggas eat like you threw that away. I was going to eat that. And when he finally got yeah. food because Darrell actually had money and just didn't want to tell this nigga because Darrell's a Cali nigga and, and Benny's <laughs> a fucking simp. When he finally gets money in his hand, he literally runs off like Pookie getting that piece of turkey in New Jack City and literally stares at it lovingly, stares at his burger and his fries as he sits down the outside of his room. And does he sing to it? I don't know. He, I mean, I definitely think that that's where Darrell fucks up for me, because do not tell me to take all of the money I own <laughs> on this trip that you engineered with no money. Which is crazy because it's like you came to me with the idea and then say, and he said, how much money you got? He said, only? Yeah, how much you got? Mm-hmm. Um, or my account, how much you got? Only? <laughs> it was just like, that's when he had me laughing. By the way, was like, $300 was all Benny had in his account. $300 in today's money is $523. So he probably could have had a good trip with $523. He sp- we'll get to what he spent it on. <laughs> mm. That's, that part of the movie was what tur- made me turn against Benny. I was like, this nigga is the fucking biggest herb so I've ever seen, bro. <laughs> Where did this guy come from? So we'll Bruh. get to that in a second. The word of the day is budget. Okay, budget. When you go on a trip, so they, you plan to you have budget. some money the next day, yes. They get to the hotel. That's where you first see Coolio. Coolio has like seven women with him. He mm. says, let me get one room. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get one room. Bro, even if you rich, bro, and you want to have that type of experience with women, you getting one Not room in that bits. hotel? <laughs> that hotel ain't looked that big to have seven women in one room. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I'm thinking, okay, they're going to bump into Coolio and have an adventure, right? Mm-hmm. So no. he's like, Darrell and him start to argue. He's like, let's go to the beach and get some women. And then Benny's like, nah, I'm fucking hungry. I'm ready to go. Let's go eat first. Then we go do that. And then Darrell's like, how about we go somewhere where they got women and food? And then they show up at the strip club and okay. Darrell walks off. Oh, this nigga. And this was my favorite scene in the movie that I remember. Oh, this, this nigga. This woman with these big ass titties is dancing and Darrell's sitting there with like the, with the money in his mouth, like fucking money in his mouth. <laughs> dancing and she's saltering over to him. And then the white dude, random white dude shows up. Vanilla Ice. Him. That's yes. who he looked like. He looks like Vanilla Ice because all white dudes with that dress down in the 90s were Vanilla Ice. Mm -hmm. And then the white white dude comes up and gives her some more money. And then she slaps Darrell in the face with her fucking titty. And they go away. Her dollar bill. And walks away. No, but she doesn't take Darrell's money, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Because it was a fucking dollar. (laughs) It was a single dollar. (laughs) Meanwhile, God, this shit pissed me off so much. Did it piss Meanwhile, you off? Because, this, wait, well, okay, go for it, because it didn't piss me off at all. Go for this, it. W- this woman walks up on Benny in a schoolgirl outfit. Mm-hmm. This nigga says, <laughs> what school do you go to? What? This part what didn't. Are you talking about? How am I supposed to root for this nigga? <laughs> this part didn't make me mad at all, because, <laughs> because she saw a fucking herb and decided to take him for everything. She saw a mark and decided to take him for everything he was worth. 
And this nigga literally was like, she likes me. She's dancing with me because she likes me. And Darrell's like, baby, tell him. And she's like, well, I'm almost off anyway, so we need to square this off. Hold on. Wait, but the concept is that this. So say he does think this is a chick off the street who likes him. She takes her own titties out in the strip club where the only titties allowed are the stripper's titties. So he thinks, well, she likes me so much that she's going to act like a stripper on site. Cause she likes me and she keeps going and she does get consent. She says, you want another dance? He goes, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> I want another dance. He goes, okay. Dance is three seconds. You want another dance? Yeah, girl. One more dance. Okay. Eight times. <laughs> no, before that, before she starts dancing, it looks like he was talking to her for a while. She's sitting on his lap. They just mm-hmm. talk. They just kicking the shit, talking about life. Mm-hmm. And he's like, how would, how would you like me to dance for you? Oh, yeah, I love that shit. This nigga, Darrell's walking around the strip club, spends all his money, comes back, like, oh, shit, look at you, Benny. And he's like, calm down, girl. Like, don't talk to her like that. She likes me, and we're going to get married soon. This part was the least offensive Darrell was to a woman this entire film. Mm -hmm. He was like, Benny, she, you know, you got to pay for that shit. Don't Don't you dare talk to her about, about, don't call her that. Mm Nigga, you're in a strip club. What are you talking about? What are you doing? And she's like, let, she pulls her out. He's like, listen, listen, sweetie, listen. This nigga's a fucking idiot. He thinks that you really <laughs> like him. <laughs> he doesn't understand he had to pay for that shit. She's like, Ben, he's like, Darrell, what are you doing? She's like, you know what? I've been here for like an hour. Let's just settle up. He's like, what you mean settle up? She's like, I gave you eight dances, so that's going to be about $200. <laughs> This nigga Benny looks shocked. I can't believe you're charging me. I thought you really liked me. I do. But I need my money. (laughs) Wait, question. Do you have to be 18 to even get into the strip club? Yes. Then that nigga's way too... Unless it's a... The only way that you have to be 21 to get into a strip club is if it... If the strip club's a juice bar... Mm-hmm. which is what they usually do when it's a fully nude uh, strip club. They make it a juice right, bar right. so the guys aren't getting drunk and then pouring all over the women. Mm-hmm. If it's a juice bar, you can be 18 because then you don't have to worry about fake IDs mm-hmm. or anything to get liquor. But if they if they have a liquor license, then they have to be 21 mm-hmm. and up. Well, so, my point is this 18-year-old should know a little bit about He should know right? more. <laughs> yes. Oh, this yes, shit definitely. Made me so angry. How does this not make you angry, Rashani? This the whole, fucking loser. This whole movie makes me angry. Have you ever, <laughs> he had to mellow out because it's uh, so much anger. Did y'all ever see Lottery Ticket? Yes. The the Bow Wow movie? The Bow Wow, uh, Brandon T. Jackson. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brandon T. Jackson is an alum of my high school. Also an alum, Ryan Destiny. And the third famous alum is me. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I love that you're the third famous alum. No, I love it. I love it so much. I think that you're more famous than Bow Wow, though, because fuck that nigga. But please continue. Well, he didn't go to my high school. More famous than Brandon T. Jackson, too, because Brandon did um, Big Mama's House Part 3 and kind of Part 2. No, no, no. My man, gets he gets booked, okay? He He did Tropic Thunder. He did do Tropic Thunder, but then he also did uh, The Lightning Thief. And And it was good. Was it, though? Were you in Percy Jackson, Lightning Thief? Did I try to be in it? Probably, and that's why you met. 
<laughs> I love you. No, thank you. No, the point of me bringing that up is that they get a million fucking dollars and then go to the strip club and spend basically the whole million dollars in one night. And then they owe the million dollars back. And I'll never forget them being like, how'd you do that in one night? They're like, very easy. We just went to the strip club. <laughs> and these niggas spent like 90% of a million dollars in the strip club in one night. That's what I have a friend of. that doesn't go to strip clubs anymore because we don't let him because when he gets there, he spends way too much money. Somebody told me something when I was very young in my relationships. Relationships. This was before I married Honey Baby. Have you ever tried waving money in front of your wife and see what happens? Have you ever tried waving that money in front of your significant other and see what they do when you're waving money in front of them and asking them to dance for you? That's an oh, interesting cosplay. And you, no, it, yes, it, it is a different thing because they can actually get nude and fuck you. Money. No, no, because because that's when I realized the significant other can can actually get nude and fuck me. <laughs> Well, technically, Wait. a stripper could too. No, I'm not going to the champagne room with them women from Waldorf <laughs> no more. Wait, I'm like, what is the lesson learned in the waving money thing? The lesson learned was not so much the waving money in front of your significant other. That's the way mm-hmm. that the dudes on the block broke it down to me. But the thing that I took from it was quite simply, I can keep my money at home. Mm. Seduce or 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 have a good time with my significant other. We can strip or, from one another as part of our our our, um, our foreplay oh, and fuck I get it. and keep the money at home. Or, mm-hmm. or you could go to the strip club with your significant other. Nope, that's another waste of money. Which is so you know, see, you clearly haven't been to fun strip clubs. No, I've been to fun strip clubs. It's you just, didn't go to all, stadium when you lived in Maryland. No, it's just that they all cost money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't want to spend money. That's a loss of money for me. That is a net loss. Oh, so you're cheap. Okay. No, because so I think about it like this: I'm driving to the strip club to watch women dance, so then I could be fired up to drive back home and have sex with my significant no, no. other. See, you're thinking about a strip club. I'm thinking. I'm telling you about an experience. Oh, tell me when about you go your experience. To stadium, or when you go to yeah. Magic City, it's not just a strip club. It's like a nightclub with strippers. Okay. Mm. Banging music and banging food. Yeah, no, I've never been plus, to something like that. Plus beautiful women, plus people dancing on the dance floor, celebrities in there throwing, like, it's like an experience. I, I have a lot to say. Okay. First of all, I'm going to side with Rashani on this one because you know how they say that the, the black dollar leaves the community within like 0.3 seconds? He mm-hmm. just kept it there for like two, two and a half more minutes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think that's great. So by giving your wife the money, you are supporting black business. Um, I do think that the strip club experience is, that's worthwhile. It's, but I think that some people become addicted to it. Yes. And that do. costs way too much. It costs a lot of money. A, yeah. Like y'all yes. gotta, that has to be on the budget. But my thing about strip clubs is I used to think I would be so much more into them because I'm such a feminist and like a, you know, sex positive person. But it's, when I went to um, Tootsie's, it was like artistry, Obviously, like the women are doing amazing, but I felt like there's still an air of like, like the women go there just to be like, I'm cool. And I'm like, would you do this on your own? It's a like, lot I, different. Like if you go to Magic City, I go to P Valley. If, if you go to like Magic City or Stadium, it's like 
women right. there who go out together, like not to be like, but like straight women yeah. will go get a table, order bottles, and go to the strip club like it's a club and have a fucking like. If you go to Magic City, it is equal parts women and sometimes more women than men. Just there oh, having sure. a fucking blast. Like it's like a night, it's like a nightclub experience. Like the music is blessed and the food is fucking amazing. Like it's like it's it's an incredible experience. When is when is popping? Cool, cool. So what you've done so far is you've named two strip clubs in the greater fifty states of the United States oh, of no, America. There's more than that. There's Onyx. There's, yeah, there's, there's three. I guess I'm just. But they're I all on the I East Coast that. and in Texas. What Houston I'm saying is. What I'm saying is the chances of everybody getting an opportunity to go to one of these strip clubs in whatever seedy place that Darrell and this is getting us back on point. But in whatever seedy place that Darrell and and Benny were in on their way from fucking Bakersfield to Los Angeles. That was supposed to be. Wait, no, no. I I do have to say something off topic before we get back to this. This needs to be said. So there's a guy I met during South by when I was because we live in Austin and we were hanging out and he told me about how great he feels when, and this is somebody who I end up having consensual sex with. So this is, this is critical to the story. He says how great he feels when the strippers in his town text him and say, thank you for giving me money to give my kids Christmas gifts. Mm. Like you pay for Christmas. Thank you. I said, Oh, I said, okay, well, shit, pay a bill for me. He said, <laughs> he said, it's not the same. And I just think that is. He's not wrong. He's not but I'm actually having sex with you, but it's not the same. The strip club isn't about, it's, I keep telling you, I don't know about in Austin, but I know if you live in DC or Atlanta mm-hmm. or Charlotte or Houston. He's from the DMV, those strip clubs are not like what you think. They're not like on Fat Beach. It's like, it's not something you experience at home generally, unless you're dating. That's not my point. My point like is, that. this is a woman who you're having a transactional experience with, and you're just a person to her, and you only become more, you only have a name if you spend enough money. And I'm a real fucking human being who does right. not have the opportunity to meet men, men like that every night, who doesn't have multiple people bankrolling her, who's actually giving you sex, and you're saying, oh, it doesn't feel the same for me when I give you money. Is it because and I'm just to him, he's paying for sex, right? At the strip club, he's not paying for sex. He's paying for entertainment. So mm. for a lot of men, that feels idea. weird. He's paying for the idea that that woman would still fuck him if he wasn't in the strip. That's what it is. It's like, he's thinking it's like, not oh, even that. Mm, okay. It's not like I can't speak for everyone, but in the strip, a lot of times it's not about I'm going to fuck this stripper. It's this shit is fucking entertaining. Like I'm paying. Mm-hmm. It's like I go to see the Harlem <laughs> Globetrotters or I go to see um, fucking uh, Tyler Perry play. Like this shit is entertainment. I, I don't know, fam. Um, you're 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 talking. <laughs> you're talking about this like they haven't made like eight or nine different movies about guys who go to strip clubs and become extremely possessive and do horrible do. things to the women. They do. That happens too. All right, those are, fine. You uh, guys don't get it. I felt played. That's all. That's, I, I feel <laughs> you. I feel you. Like, yo, do for me what if you do for me what you do for them. I get it. And that's yeah. why I'm like, you know what? That dude was a fucking... He was addicted to the strip club and he was also addicted to the power that he was offering to these women. Like, I'm changing their lives. I already know that you're successful, so I'm not changing your life, but I'm changing their lives with the flick of my wrist. She makes more money than both of us. Mm -hmm. That's the point. But he's not thinking about that. 
Yeah. Guys don't think about that. They're just like, I still yo. I support sex workers, by the way. I just but it's don't like, like add me. I to support Rashani is one of my closest friends. Yay! He's a basketball coach. Yeah. If I was in Sacramento, I would go watch him play basketball. I would mm-hmm. go watch him coach a basketball team. I don't think do I'd invite you, think, you. Do you think I would pay the same price? And I love Rashani. No, I, I would hope I would not. Rashani, the same price that I would pay to go to an NBA game. That's no. A per- no, this is a perfect example because should would you it it okay if you just wanted to go to one off game at for the whatever I don't Pelicans right, but the Rashani's team is fundraising. And you say, nigga, fuck you, fuck the kids. I need to go see, you know, Anthony Davis do whatever. That is fucked up because Rashawn is yes. actually your friend who will be there for you and will support your venture in the future. 100%. That's what I'm saying. Right. But if you're saying like, oh, like, so especially if you're a season ticket holder and he's saying, bro, we got one t- <laughs> <Yeah>. one time. <laughs> he's a season ticket holder to the show. A, club. I, I, you know what's funny? I actually had this idea on the podcast mm-hmm. that – Somebody should make a subscription service to strip clubs and they would make a lot of fucking money where you sign up for a subscription and you don't have to pay tips every time. You pay a flat rate that goes mm. to the dancers and you get to go there and get as many dances as you want based on that flat rate. I thought that was a brilliant idea Patreon to make listen. money. But, you know, they told my cousin and my co-host told me it wasn't a great idea. But I still think it's a great idea. I think that's a great idea. I'm in. I'm investing. I just feel like men stick together on these things, and it's it's mind-boggling. So I actually to, learned about this. This The funny reason why you brought this up is I actually learned mm-hmm. about how fun a strip club was from women. I had no idea. I always thought mm-hmm. strip clubs were what I saw in white movies growing up. Right. Where it was like these old-ass loser guys sitting around just like in a poison. being yeah. creepy as fuck looking at these women. And the women are boring and do these fucking sultry dances like on strip tees that I don't want to see. And then... I went to one with someone and I said, this is not like anything that I saw on television ever in my entire, this is not like any of that. It was like completely different. So I, I think that's kind of how I learned about it. So yeah. So they went to strip club. They leave the strip club. They get kicked out of the fucking strip club. They go back to the hotel. I was hotel. confused. Though. I'm like, so they paid and still get kicked out. I think they paid. Yeah, they paid, but yeah. you know, they had to, they had to, you know, they, they probably just like, you know, Fuck, man. Get the man. fuck, out of, here. fuck yeah. out of here. You don't have no fucking money. Yeah. Uh, so then they're driving back. They First of all, he lets Darrell drive. Why? Darrell sees the white dude at the stoplight and says, why don't we fucking race? Okay. So they race. He gets pulled over. They get another fucking ticket. Uh, they forgot. They had already got a ticket going to the beach earlier uh, when Darrell, when Benny told him not to drive fast. I said. Yes. So Darrell, every time he gets behind the wheel, gets them a fucking two, three hundred dollars speed ticket. They talked back. It was thirty five dollars, by the way, which I was like, can you imagine a thirty five dollar ticket today? No, I'm speeding every day now. (laughs) That would be amazing. Uh, So then they cut back to the parents. She's like her. The wife's like, your daughter needs to get somewhere. She's like, yeah, she's like, she's all right. She's like, hey, girl, how you doing? I think I'm going to die, daddy. (laughs) I think I'm going to die. (laughs) Never, 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 never ask your kids if they're hungry. Never give them the opportunity (laughs) to tell you if they're hungry. You just keep your head pointed straight forward. If your wife tells you or if your significant other tells you the kids are hungry, act like you did not hear them. Your kids do (laughs) not get any insight on a road trip about whether or not they are hungry because they will stop you every 10 minutes. Here's my question. As black 
parents, why the fuck didn't you go to AMPM before the road trip started and fill up a fucking yeah. ice cooler full of yes. food? Yeah, what the, the Terminator fuck is wrong did. with you? The Terminator did it. This brought me back to literally going on a road trip with dad, stepmom, the brother that was alive at that point to Arizona, like from Arizona, like in that area mm-hmm. and feeling like I was going to die from hunger. So like, this is very realistic of black dads being like, you'll be fine. I'm like, but I don't think I am fine. Like, please accommodate my humanness. And they're like, nah, we got to get, we got to get this son. <laughs> I said, I don't understand the morals of this movie. That's what I wrote in there. <laughs> oh, I don't said- understand. He said, well, I guess you're going to die then, girl, because we still off, so. They get back to the hotel. Darrell got some weed from somewhere. And he's <laughs> he telling sure Benny, did. he's like, take a hit of this, Benny. And uh, No, nah, man, I don't mess with that stuff. And then, and then I'm the only women, addicted to love and pussy. I know we had the issue about consent, but in the, in the context of the movie, it appeared to be that the women were down to get down, those white women. Mm-hmm. And Darrell's like, hey, man, they ready for you. And, and Darrell says, I'm only going to have sex with someone I really care about. I want my first person to be with something I really care about. And I was like, I don't want to be judgmental, but I feel like that's what you say when you're 14. He appears to be like 19 or 20. No. I don't know the morality of that. No, he's just he's just built up this person that he's never seen before in his head. He's built up his literal dream girl on such a pedestal that nobody else will suffice, especially not mm. two random white women in a hotel room that are literally sleeping in the same room with you who are um, open to doing whatever you want them to do and obviously have no morals because they don't speak your language. <laughs> I think, I mean, you're that's a great read. I would say this. I think that they're it actually is a problem the way that younger boys and young girls are taught to see sex mm-hmm. because it really is like a, oh boy, uh, to a boy, you need to learn how to do this quickly. We need to figure this out because you need to be experienced before the girl comes along. And then the girl's supposed to be this, you know, chastity virgin, yes. angelic <laughs> yes. figure. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then if you, and then that persists, because if you meet people in like a kind of older, our generation or older, it's like, oh, women shouldn't be as experienced. It's like, what the, f- that doesn't make sense. Like I have to enjoy sex as much as I've you I've never do, understood that. It doesn't make sense, but it's it because it's, be- it's the whole, like, you know, we hate women thing, but we don't know. That's what that. I had is. this conversation in a group chat once because they were pissing me off about how they were mm-hmm. talking about women. And then. I, I I was trying to do the right thing for a while. And then I just aligned. I just, I tried to get on their level. And I said, do you realize that if men weren't so judgmental of women having sex, that you would probably have a lot more sex and it would be a lot easier if that's mm-hmm. what you're working about. Better like, for everyone. It would be it's like, if you weren't so judgmental, they were much more likely to fuck you. And more women would be like that because they wouldn't be worried about how you or society mm-hmm. treats them because of such acts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you not see the you not see the hypocrisy? Your whole goal is to fuck women, but then you judge right. women for fucking. It's like a circle I, of action that makes no sense. <laughs> so when 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 I say the things I say, I think I come off as very like uh what's the word? Um not rebellious, but like you know, like the hardcore feminist, what they call them. Feminist. Feminist. Yes, but no. That's like what they call like, them. <laughs> no, but like the ones that they hate, like very. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. I know what you're talking about. Yes, I, I know Sandra's. 
I'm at, yeah. Oh no, definitely that. But no, I'm but like come off like hard, like too hardcore, right? Like judgmental, like not, not, not sexual at all. It's too, uh, but I'm like, it's not that it's just like, when we talk about these things in theory, it's a lot easier for me to be like black and white about it. than when I meet an individual, I'm a little bit softer, but the point is that that does not make sense, Brandon, what you're saying. And that's the point is that we are taught these things that are not meant to ever meet in the middle. That's why when we talk about like masculine masculinity and we critique it, we're not saying you and your body masculine is bad. We're saying these activities that put you in a box that don't allow you to live your life. And then you hold on to those ideals more than like what, what actually is in front of you in reality. That's the problem. So anyway, uh, what's his name? Benny should not be ashamed because reality is you should feel good about sex. Cause when you think about it, trying to make a man rush sets him up to have, unfulfilling sexual experiences for the rest of his life because he doesn't think about like, oh, I need to have sex with a woman who attracts me, not the woman that everyone says looks good. Like, I want to have sex with a woman who makes me feel good. Like, it's not about the man and his desires. And then men grow up later and be like, no one cares about our feelings. I'm like, do you care about your feelings? Do you do what you want to do or do you do what people tell you to do? So, I'm going to get off my high horse, but that is... No, you don't know high horse. The only problem with that in the terms of this movie is that what Benny was doing was he was putting women on a pedestal. So like he was putting this particular woman on a pedestal as if she's better than all these other women. And it's just basically like, essentially but you, you gotta, you gotta keep it in mind. He's putting this woman on a pedestal <laughs> because it's literally a woman of his creation. <laughs> yes. And that's what, that's the troubling part about I it. Get that. He he's, his idea of what this woman is, is somebody. And when we get to it, when we finally get around to him meeting with this girl, it is just so counter to what he pictured in his head because he's never had interactions with any girl because they don't measure up to what his imagination is telling him women should be. Exactly. And what what he's actually looking for is for a woman who is, it seems... It seems it, he's looking for a woman who's the direct opposite of his mom. But we don't know his mother that much. No, because they don't so build her. Much about her. I think he's no, I think he has this idealistic woman view, mm-hmm. which I'll get into later, which I thought was what I thought was interesting about this fucking film. Um but we'll get into that a little bit later because I thought that part was really interesting. Uh so yeah, he you know. So I said, who wrote this fucking film, man? So then uh, they've been in the room for a while. Like, apparently, like, the white dude comes over, and him and Darrell are both fucking these white girls. Mm-hmm. And Benny's just sitting outside the door, hallucinating again about this same woman, squeezing his hand in the air like he's grabbing her, like he's grabbing her breast. <laughs> he's sitting outside the door. And I was like, God damn, man, this man is such a fucking loot. Like, I was getting angry watching this. Like, how is this dude, how am I supposed to root for this dude? And Darrell came out and he was like, hey, man, the woman in here, she, you know, she really want to, she really want to get it on with you. She said I was too narrow for her. I was too narrow for her. She's like, she wants somebody a little bit thicker. (laughs) This, This fucking part. This nigga Benny said this this nigga Benny said to her Do you think I should read some poetry to her? Should I read some poetry to her while we're fucking? He's like, should I talk? 
He's like, should you tell? He's like, no, you should not talk while you're doing this. Maybe I'll read some poetry to her. Fam, y'all do not speak the same language, one. (laughs) Two, we're way past foreplay. (laughs) I feel like poetry is what you do to get to the mood, maybe. I was going to say, that's pre-foreplay. Yeah, that's pre-foreplay. Yes, it's not even foreplay. That's not in the middle of the of the train. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the that's not a commercial break between partners. I think um, this shit is so weird. Like this is just a weird concept of hey, my, I talked to her. We because we already know they don't speak your language. So he's just insisting. Like no, she said it's cool. She told me with her mouth. She said yeah, we good. Send him in. I'm all good to go. Like you're lying. Like Lil Kim right, was a very sexual rapper back in the day. And a lot mm-hmm. of men listened to her lyrics and was like, and same thing with Trina. Also, Trina also just, yeah. So that's just something about Trina. But anyway, those two are just like, okay, they got me with their lyrics. I would love to have sex with these women based on what I hear them rap about. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would want to be actually having sex with Trina and then she just starts rapping. That would be very <laughs> awkward. That would be very, very I'm a bad awkward. Bitch. Yeah, I would be like, uh, whatever she would say. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> this is not what I imagined in this particular situation. So, um, yeah, that was. I thought that was fucking. Fun. I was like, what a fucking dork, man! I want to read some poetry. <laughs> I'm having sex. This nigga walks in the room, turns the light. She's. You hear the woman giggling. <laughs> crack, crack, cocoon, cocoon. The fucking bed breaks, which talks goes to Rashani's. Fat jokes, more mm. fat jokes. So there's a moment where he turns. So the whole thing is don't say nothing and just go in there and just start fucking, which, yeah, absolutely. We need to have all talked about this, establish a safe word before we do any type yes. of shit on that level. So yes. he walks in, he turns the lights off, and the movie makes the whole screen go black, like pitch black. And I'm like, and I guess that's supposed to say how dark it is, but I'm like, you see ambient lighting in the hotel room. So they yeah. literally just cut to black. And then you're supposed to just imagine that everyone in there is having a wild orgy party. It's just ridiculous. Cause these are the type of movies that set up my expectations for adulthood. Do you understand yes. what I'm saying? It yes. ruined me because I had to unlearn so many crazy things I saw in movies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 1000%. So, you know, this nigga breaks the fucking bed. He's like, oh, man. Like, and that ruined it. But which, if we were to take all things in consideration, and let's just make a bunch of assumptions to say that they were consenting, the women were into this, yeah, the one woman that. was into him coming, that would kind of ruin the mood if this nigga got in the fucking bed and the bed broke. I feel like I'd be like, before he's like, if you break the bed while you're fucking because it's so good, I can imagine that can be like, oh wow, you right? You never even took nothing off yet. But if you just get in the bed and break the bed, like, <laughs> but it's not realistic because because the before and after he's laying in the bed fine. So yes, I'm like, laying this, the is, bed fine. this is stupid. I mean, I think that I would laugh it off because if I already know I'm, you know, I'm with a, a, a husky lover. Um, I would I would be like, damn, I can't believe it. like that's a that's a badge of pride. But we hadn't done anything yet. I'm like. I'm suing the hotel. You know what I mean? <laughs> like y'all saw it, you saw me check in. You should have told me about the weight requirements on the bed. Like this is on you, my man. But yeah, I'm. I started thinking about the fucking deposit. I'm like, who's paying for this? We're already then, down to fifty dollars. Yep. <laughs> then they fast forward to the next day. They mm-hmm. walk into the beach in the parking lot. They see these women. Darrell runs up on the women and 
I was like, this nigga's game is so terrible, but it worked. He got the woman to go for a walk with him on the beach. The other woman's sitting there looking at She's like, well, I'm I'm out. (laughs) I'm about to walk away. And and then Benny says, "Uh, uh, I'm one of the fat boys. (laughs) She said, which one? The fat one? Oh, she's like, oh, that's clever. I'm out of here. Yeah, she's like, nigga. Um, So I want to talk about how the whole point was we need money at this point. We kind of wanted money when we got up here, but we need money now. We don't even Mm -hmm. have gas to get back for the three-hour drive. We have merchandise we want to flip. And this nigga Darrell can't stop hounding for 10 minutes to try to sell one pair of glasses. They just keep pushing this box of glasses. Back. And I'm like, my man, you, this is what made me mad. When they got to the beach the first night, it was dark. So they couldn't sell anything. So I'm like, mm-hmm. are we not hitting the streets to sell this in the first Immediately. Like immediately. Like that's mm-hmm. our only mission. And, and we will get, we will have sex as a reward. Well, that technically that was that when they went to the beach. Mm-hmm. That was the first morning after. So the strip club and then fuck that was all the first white night. women was all the same night. But that's my point. We got there late. Like if we had got yeah. there handled business on Friday, we could have stayed till Sunday afternoon and had a good old time because we would have had five thousand dollars or whatever. But we haven't done any of that yet, and we're in the hole. The first priority is these glasses, not random women. Benny starts creeping around the beach, just like being creepy as fuck, walking around the beach with his fucking boombox. Uh, and I'm like, like that big ass boom box. Yeah, I'm like, you can't nice. try to sell glasses, Benny. You still have you're yeah, a free you glasses. No, he can't. He can't sell sunglasses because he's holding a boom box that takes both hands and all of his weight. <laughs> he's literally standing <laughs> yeah, there. He's right. standing there with two hands and he has a lean back. Every time he's big ass fat, you know what? Big nigga, big big nigga walking around the beach wearing fucking Air Maxes. Holding and some green cross color shorts, holding a big ass ghetto blaster right here at his waist. And he has to lean back while he's holding it. Doesn't even have any music playing. Why the fuck do you think one's gonna talk to you? You look dorky as shit. They didn't even play Coolio. Like there was no, no they didn't. at no point did they play Fantastic Voyage. They didn't Not play too no hot. They didn't play uh something for the what is one, two, three, four, get your woman off the floor. All these Coolio songs, none of them got played. He just Not a single one for a couple minutes and he gets top billing. And so he gets it, half of the poster, boy. He's half the he, poster. His agent was on it. Then then he goes to the pier, right? And he sees mm-hmm. all these couples. He sees a young couple. He sees like a couple in their like forties. Then he sees like an older couple, right? Their sixties or seventies. And it apparently it's supposed to be like, mm, man, this ain't never gonna be me. This then he goes to the line to get some food. The fucking white dude jumps the line. Oh, wait, no, we didn't say, wait, hold on. I just, this is a great Darrell line. He goes, before he sees a couple, he's like, what am I supposed to do? I can't eat. That's all he's worried about is I need to eat. And he goes, nigga, go watch people eat. I don't give a fuck. And he leaves. (laughs) (laughs) So so then cut to him watching Watching people people eat. eat. All the couples had food in their hands. (laughs) And then, no, one of them threw it in the water to the seal. And he was like, I want to eat that (laughs) shit. That's what I'm talking about. When he got mad and yelled at the nigga. He went to food. He's like, sir, what the fuck? That was a that was the leftover bread pieces. So the white dude starts making jokes about him in the line. And then that's when he sees the girl of his dreams. He sees uh Candace. Literally the girl of his dreams. Like and literally. This nigga walks over to her 
the only way, the only thing I can compare this to, because this whole segment just made me so mad. Everything about Candace made me mad. First of all, she looks like the yeah. dude from um, Sleepwalkers when he's turning into a into the vampire. Like her face is just different. Um, nah, I do you better. She looks like the bitch that, that uh, what's Goofy's son name? Max. She looks like the girl <laughs> that Max is after in the whole Goofy movie. That's what she looks like. And 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 I don't understand the allure, but you know that's just me. I don't understand the allure enough for you to walk up to her and act like you're fucking Fester Adams and Adams Family Values, and just drop your fucking boombox off, drop your boombox off at her leg, and just run. That's what I was gonna get at later on when they had when Coolio finally shows up in the movie, but I'll get to it here. This movie is a black movie. It's mm-hmm. called Fat Beats. Mm-hmm. But like all the women, and I'm not talking about shaming bodies or anything like that, but all the women were like busty implant women. And like I didn't see it. They had an ass contest in the movie, and mm-hmm. none of the women had ass in the contest. Not a single well, one. Well, this is a great point to talk about, I think, because body, ideal body image has shifted from the 90s to today, first of all. So we talk about like, I don't like to give her any credit, but the body that Kim Kardashian walked around in is kind of like this ghetto booty turned into like a fit model for Instagram type of thing. Or uh, Cardi B is probably a better example, but people think of Kim. That's the body of today. But in the 90s, the skinny girl with the high waist was still cute. Like think about the two live crew video uh, yeah. things. But all of these women had the exact same body. They were all skinny. They all had, you know, trip, double Ds. Um, and they all had, like, straight hair. And I was but just But this like, was this after was Baby got back. And they, and they made a point. See, I would have been there with you if Julio says, we're about to have a wet T-shirt contest at the beach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He said, we're about to have an ass-shaking con- ass contest. And yeah, it wasn't okay. a single woman up there with ass. And this is after Baby got back. I just thought and he said we were going to have a bikini shaking. contest. Yeah, oh, it was a bikini contest. I'm I, like, wait, I don't know I, that. I thought he just straight up said we're going to have a bikini contest no, he didn't at say the bikini. beach, which is like saying we're going to have a sand contest. He didn't say bikini. He said we're going to have an <laughs> ass contest. And I'm well, thinking he like, fell okay. twice. I'm like, again, they're setting up Coolio to like have this recurring part. And he's just going to pop up with all the cool stuff. This is the last time we see Coolio in this film. Mm-hmm. So in case you were excited for him to have his breakthrough monologue, he did not. Um, and yeah, I just was disappointed in like just the oogle, like oogling, like just looking at bodies, nature of it. I was like, this is gratuitous. Mm-hmm. More than that, the Candace comes up to her. <laughs> she says, you got a really nice boombox. I would do just about anything to listen to that boombox. This nigga Luther, Luther on the Luther Vandross on the boombox. I'm not even going to get into that ridiculousness, right? <laughs> but even let's just take this movie at face value. If you have a woman, the woman of your dreams, say that to you. Let's just take it at face value in the context of 1996. This nigga doesn't try to capitalize on that. He don't be like, oh, yeah, you know, you can listen to my boombox. Come over here and chill with me. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. He fucking hands her the boombox and runs off. What the fuck was that? Who does that? 
And Denise is like, he's nice and you guys are just jerks. And also, while everybody else is wearing a bikini and stuff at the beach, I'm wearing a, a striped red and white T-shirt and some, some, and, and, and some blue, um, like some shorts, because I'm not like the rest of y'all. And, and, and I'm I like, hang out with y'all exclusively for some reason. Right. How about, I guess that was his fight or flight response. I don't know. I just thought he was a dork. Have y'all ever freaked out like that in front of a, like a group of girls? Fuck no. no and if I, I did, I'm not giving life. you my boombox that I just b-boy style no, my way through no the fucking sense. beach, Holden. Now that part makes sense. I've definitely said some shit that like I've never lived down to a group of men, and I'll keep that to myself. That, that is, I've already shared enough, but I related in the sense of like, damn, I've really just like shit the bed and just had to walk off. But the boombox part was confusing. Very confusing. confusing. And they were like, this nigga just give us his boombox. And then didn't come back for it. Let it let the $300 boombox go. A $300 goddamn boombox. Charge to the game. I see, whoever cast this movie loves some titties. That's all you saw in this film. No ass. Yeah. I mean, I would say though, like I, I feel like I missed out because that's that was an era from my body type. So I'm like, wow, like I could have really cleaned <laughs> up in the 90s. Like, fuck. <laughs> So then they're having the ass shaking contest, and fucking mm-hmm. Debo shows up oh, and tosses this for what it's worth. Like Debo's girl was friend. cute. I would have shown up too. He yeah, t- Darrell he was talking up. to Debo's yeah. girl. Rest in peace, Thomas. I wonder if he was Debo, by the way. They are in California, so it could have been a was, shared universe. It was just a um. That was definitely not his girl, but because he was in jail in that universe. But I would just say that um he. It was a great cameo. It was probably it was one of the bright moments in the movie. Or or from older people know him as Zeus from wrestling. And he used to wrestle? He he was an actor and he did a movie with Hulk Hogan called um, wow. No Holds Barred, which is horrible. And so after he did the movie, the WWF brought him in to actually wrestle a match at SummerSlam. It was Zeus and someone versus Macho Man and Hulk Hogan, and it was horrible. Iconic. Horrific. Uh, so he's Zeus. Uh, so then uh, they see... Wait, uh, um, can I ask a question? This is yes. going to make this, again, for our podcast. But did you guys... Have you guys watched Vacation Friends yet? Yes. Yes. I'm, I told we're starting to hey, watch. Hey, we got to... I got to go. We got to stay on point. Okay. Y'all can okay. do all this, but I got... I have kids and a schedule and okay, dinners I'm to cook. Sorry. I'm sorry, we'll bring it up later. So, yeah, Vacation Friends is great. <laughs> so then Benny's daddy is going to get some gas, and he's walking through the fucking desert. No gas, you know, can't find shit. Uh, he, he comes back. Uh, then this nigga, oh, fucking Denise. What was her name? What's her name? Denise? Yes, uh, Denise, the light-skinned one. The light-skinned one, yeah, Denise. Denise comes up and starts talking to him, and then... He says some short ass poetry. I think he said, I feel lost like a seashell, washing on the score, washing on the shore, waiting for my one true love. What? That's your line? (laughs) She was like, That's great. And that's when he should have been like, I think I like her. That's That's exactly what he should have said. But he didn't. Because he never gets attention, right? This is the first chick giving him attention, no money Mm -hmm. involved. And he goes, Well, (laughs) Instead, he Don't says, you guess where to be? Instead, where's Candace? <laughs> instead, he says, where's Candace? Where's Candace? <laughs> and you know what that shit made me feel like? That shit made me feel like when my son was like two years old 
and I'd walk over to him and I'd do some fun shit with him that I thought that he would really just enjoy and appreciate. And he turned to me and looks at me and looks right through me and says, where's mommy? <laughs> that was that. But then he starts daydreaming again. And this was some more so consent sorry. shit. He daydreams mm-hmm. that he's a fucking lifeguard and he's chasing this woman down the beach. I uh, know some woman needs help. He goes and saves the woman and then he gets to kiss her by giving her CPR. And it's Candace. And it's Candace again. So then while he's daydreaming, somebody's ball rolls up, volleyball rolls up on him. Mm-hmm. He's like, can you give me my fucking ball back? And he was like, you want your fucking ball? Go get it. He fucking smashes the ball like 80 yards and some white people run up on him and was like, hey, you look like you're good at volleyball. Can you come play in this game? He's like, no, uh, no, no, no. That's not quite what happens because that little boy comes up to him and says, can you give me the ball, fat boy? <laughs> yes, that's the truth. <laughs> Everybody had it for him in his size. Okay, mm-hmm. they introduced this volleyball game in the second, or I don't even know how many acts. There's uh, seven acts. This is movie. definitely not a three-act film. I don't know what this is. <laughs> introduce it, and it's now the whole, the conceit of the rest of the film. It's this volleyball tournament. This nigga who has literally never played volleyball before in his life. And you can tell, I mean, in real life, because when he's serving it, his serve is so fucking awful. <laughs> he's not even hitting the ball straight on. He's hitting the ball with like the two tips of his index and middle finger while it's twisting. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even know how he's doing it. And, and, and oh, fuck this movie. This is me coming from my... This is me coming from my suburb school, playing volleyball with my cousins in the hood, and then being like, well, fuck it. We don't play volleyball in the middle of the street. You know what I mean? It's just hitting it. As long as you hit the ball, that's the rule. So yes. that's And they have the same related. diving action every time mm-hmm. they hit the ball. The same exact thing. And, and the girls posing. The white girls that they get to join them for the tournament, just posing there later on in the tournament. <laughs> I wasn't looking, like the, looking like the Robert Palmer Addicted to Love video. They're just standing there like this. I wasn't amazing at volleyball, but I would have got I would have got an arm of one of those sir. Right, you're <laughs> telling me you're telling me that these niggas literally fifteen owed everybody based on this motherfucker's serving talent. Yes, he based should be on them not being able to shift at all. Like exactly, you to say, hey, you can you get this one, please? No, hey, never why don't you stand here in like, the middle? I'll stand further back, and we will hit one of these. Let's leave. Oh, how about move your fucking feet? The mm-hmm. dive is the last result. It's not how you get it to the center. That, that, yeah. But, so, so he's playing with his friends and, and, or he's playing with these newcomers and he's like, I don't need Darrell. Fuck Darrell. And turns out that there's a hip hop tournament. There's a tournament for $10,000. But before no, that, yeah. Before that, he he's after he finishes playing that volleyball game, he writes a poem. He mm-hmm. runs up to Candace and hands him the poem and, and runs, runs away, away. This fucking dickhole. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's definitely for the other girl, right? That is so really six-year-old know. shit. That is Did that is on some that is on some do you like me check yes or no. I wrote the same thing in my notes. And then he says, Hey Benny, hey Denise. Hey Denise. <laughs> he leaves her, leaves her. What up though, Denise? He leaves. Hey, random ass chin woman, I want to give you this. Um, <laughs> I want to give you this poem. Hey, Denise. And they make her into like the most gold digging, most uh, obvious gold digging sis in the world. Like she literally is only chasing after people's cars and he can't see it at all. Oh, my God. So I'm looking at Fat Beach. Where are they now while we're doing this? 
And the lady who plays Candace has appeared on Erotic Confessions Volume 1 and Intimate Sessions after this. So she followed her chin and became a sex worker. Good for her. So then Benny, oh, then Darrell and the white dude make a bet of who can fuck Candace first. Because by the Uh, way, this the white dude is black is white Darrell. mm -hmm. White, yes, white Darrell. Yes, Mm -hmm. excellent point. And so then Darrell was like, uh, she was like, oh, the other girl who Darrell was her friend, Darrell was already fucking in Benny's car. Told her Benny's daddy's car. Benny's daddy's car. I wouldn't arrive with him in his Mercedes. And Candace goes, "Oh, he has a Mercedes." And oh, now, then, oh, now, that's now everything. I like him. Can mm-hmm. I, what do you, I would do anything to ride in your Mercedes tonight. I, I, I I'll pick you up. So Darrell goes to Benny and starts begging this nigga. It's the girl of my dreams. I'll never treat women bad again. If you just let me get this car, this is my woman. This is the woman I've always loved. Mm-hmm. He gives him the fucking keys. Then this nigga went and finally got some food. He looked like he was about to bust a nut because he was finally able to eat. <laughs> yeah, uh, the white dude oh no I'm gonna speed past this part because this shit was stupid did Benny fucking Darrell takes fucking Candace out for some shit she's like then he lies to her about a fucking beach house she was like oh I would love to go to your beach house this nigga goes back the white dude sees Benny tells him about the bet Benny gets mad that Darrell he thought Darrell really liked this woman but now he's mad that he has the bet he walks around he says fuck Darrell seven times walking back he gets so mad he doesn't even eat his fucking food that he's been dreaming about this whole time. He puts the burger down unbitten to go he and hit on Darrell. Guy calls the police. Right, guy calls the police because Darrell's dumbass parked in a handicapped spot. Makes no fucking sense. Mm-hmm. So the car got towed. Uh, Benny goes off on Darrell at this point. At the same time, his, he's in a room going off on his Darrell. This is such terrible writing. His parents show up at the same fucking hotel and get the room right next door. Told. He goes, Oh, I think that's my fucking car. They go in the room, their place oh, right next goes, door to each other. You see your car six times. That's ain't your car. That's actually his car. It's mm-hmm. actually his car. They he comes to the his daddy hears them yelling because they can't sleep. Because oh yeah, this is after his parents, his daddy was like, All right, let's you know, let's let you know, you try to let me fuck. No, like on Friday. <laughs> no. And then uh, he, there, Benny and Darrell yelling at each other. Darrell opens the door, and this, he's like, "Darrell, what the fuck are you doing here?" <laughs> he's like, "Um, oh, you know, I'm on the beach having fun." He's like, "Yeah, you should be like Benny. He at home, you know, he's responsible at home, working his job." And she's like, oh, "All right, all right, then." And so he goes away. Um, I wrote, so oh, I, so I Benny recognizes his father's voice, but his father has no recollection that there's two people. With- that he just heard yelling and one of them is his child. None. Well, I mean, in his defense, Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> <laughs> the nigga who looked like Will Smith didn't realize that Ryan Reynolds is pokey as Pikachu was his father throughout all oh, of the God, Pokemon movie. Go. Oh, God. All the way through okay. Detective Pikachu, he didn't recognize his daddy's voice not once. I wrote, this nigga dragged his wife around in multiple states and then wants to fuck. Yes. The audacity of this nigga. The audacity. Um, Most mistakes, they never left California. They went to Arizona on accident. Darrell tells Benny about the tournament. They go try to sign up for the tournament. Tournament's $25. They only got $7.35. That that, that, that Benny knows about. Denise gives him the money that she just met this nigga. Mm. I was like. Sub status. 
She I'll is such pay a your rent. Oh, by the and, way, they're doing this to get the money to tow, untow the car, which cost $200, which Darrell also offered $7 and some change to yes. see the tow lot would let the, let the car go. This woman, Denise, has been talking to you. She tells you your poetry is good. She speaks to you every time she, she sees you. Then she gives you money. And you still like... We just cool. We just Darrell's cool. like, hey, man, that girl likes you. No, oh, uh, no, man, we just no, friends. We just friends. We just friends. <laughs> First of all, y'all are not friends. <laughs> Let's be clear about that too. Y'all are not friends. Y'all are no. Y'all seen each other on the beach once. Y'all are not friends. Yes, Darrell says any friends are just girls you haven't fucked yet. <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean, at that at that juncture of his life, I mean, I don't know if any some men feel that way the rest of their lives. That's true too. Kevin Kevin Samuels is is Jarrell as an because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Kevin Samuels somewhere said you can't be friends with no women. Oh God, that's good. How Kevin Samuels is Jarrell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is good. Uh, I said I have no idea why Coolio's top billing. He's barely in this fucking film. Then they go to the Wait volleyball a tournament. Kevin Samuels is Jarrell because all you just make fat jokes. Wow, I actually just realized this is a full circle moment. Very full circle. Benny is destroying everyone in this fucking volleyball tournament. Like, just fucking everyone up. And everybody's calling him fat boy. He makes it to the championship. His parents roll up on him. Benny, what the fuck are you doing here? His daddy, he's like, I'm in this volleyball tournament. I'm in a championship. I'm about to win $10,000. Your fat ass can't play fucking volleyball? What the fuck are you doing? Well, I mean, I mean, in his defense, (laughs) in his defense, and this is the first and last time I'm going to defend his dad, Benny didn't have to move one fucking step during this entire <laughs> volleyball tournament. <laughs> we don't know what would have happened if he had to take a step. Benny goes, you know what, Dad? I'll deal with that later. This is something I got to do. He finally grows, he finally grows some, some, some courage. What a fence between them. He walks mm-hmm. away. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, and then all of a sudden his dad goes, you know what? I'm really proud of him. Takes that to me. Fucking berated that nigga two seconds ago. Takes that to me. That that pisses me off. How did Benny get fat? He don't have no money for his own food. That's a good point. Feeding him and got him to this eight to this height and weight, and they're like, "Oh, you! I can't believe you're so fat." I'm not sneaking off to get food. You're putting it in front of me. Niggas got a point. Audacity. (laughs) They get to the championship round. Against the white dude and Candace team. But wait, 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 wait. Also important. The 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 monologue or the uh, montage showing these two teams making it to the championship and showing the white girls posing and Tanya, the black girl, just cheesing. The white wait, guy's Tanya. team is also winning 15 nothing all the way through this tournament. Yes. And then the one girl that Darrell fucked that was on ta- uh, Candace's team, they uh, they had to show her diving for the ball and her titty popping out, which I was oh, I like, you know, that. that's perfect for I this film. Although um, she was wearing a little-ass bikini diving in a volleyball game, that is probably likely to happen in that situation. And we discussed that the host of this tournament is a man who I think might have been hot in the 90s, but I don't know who he is, and not Coolio. We discussed that, right? Yes, I don't know who oh, it was. I thought Rashani no would know because he knows reason. that shit. Wait, what? There's no, reason cool. There's no reason Coolio was not the, the host, host of that tournament. It was like some rapper dude. Oh, no, no. The reason why the guy, the the that was actually um, 
they were big. Like that was Big Boy and and other uh, DJs in LA. They were really big at that point in time. But Big so, Boy wasn't there. No, he wasn't. So he probably was, was like, like, "Yo, put my fellas on," um, because he was really big. And the name, the name, the brand of that station that was LA's right. radio was station. station. Yeah. Oh. So they probably got paid, and then put oh, the second like and the, swag. the second and third stringers on there to do this fucking tournament. But Big but Boy ran is, LA at that point in time. My point is that Coolio should have been the host. Yeah, but he was tired from hosting the bikini contest on the beach. <laughs> All right, we can keep going. I'm sorry. So then uh, he's, you know, Benny's fucking everything up, fucking everyone up. And then he serves a fucking missile that hits Candace right in the chest and knocks her back like 12 feet. So oh, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to tell me that in no other point of this entire movie when he's serving it didn't hit anybody else until this one time we got all <laughs> these times where they're diving all over the place that serve would have actually went out of bounds the way it rocketed into her titties <laughs> that shit that shit knocked her ass out right damn she landed on the ground oh my benny runs over there before anyone on her team can get over there yeah, oh, i'm so thing. sorry i'm so sorry denise is looking at him like this fucking nigga. Did we talk yeah. about the fact that Denise was like, I can tell y'all how to beat them because they didn't want me to be on their team? No, she yeah. says, I want you to beat them. I'm going to root no, for you. No, she said, she said, they didn't want me to be on their team. I know how to beat them. And then just stands to the side and, and watches while he does his two finger serve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then she says to him, <laughs> you got to lose. She's like, if you lose, I'll go on a walk you. with you. I'll, I'll kiss you. She's, he's like, so I got to lose for you. Meanwhile, everyone's just looking at these two niggas for like five minutes. Like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, we're in the middle of a fucking match. He was like, all right. He gets back up. He don't fall for it. He fucking hits the, hits the serve. No, the no, game. no. He does fall for it until Denise says some random ass shit in oh, French. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I wrote that. She said something shit in French. I said, like, and, and, and he and he understood what she said. What did you say? It's your word. Say bon, say mon. And he goes, That's it. And I'm like, What the fuck just happened? Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Say soi. What the fuck are you talking about? That was what you needed? It's your word. They didn't talk about a, a a poet they had in common that they read in school and love. They, they didn't, didn't talk, talk about, about how they both favorite. spoke French. None of it. Just says moi. Clearly they don't, because he had needed a translation. Mm-hmm. She the fact that if I have let me tell you something. The day that I have to speak another language to get a nigga to pay attention to me <laughs> is the day I need y'all to remind me I just should stay single. I don't okay. this is not the man for me. Okay. I'll but, remind you. Says moi soir. Benny and Denise start walking on the beach after he won with this big ass check. He's just carrying this big fucking yeah. check. Big ass check. And did he still have the boom box? No, at this point, he just had the big ass check. Okay. Big ass check took the place of the big ass boom box. I was like, you had those two women on your team. You didn't even split the money with them. Mm-hmm. Like, did we hear them that? Did y'all hear that they were on their, their Olympic team for whatever country they were? Oh, yeah. From? Romania or some they shit. Were, they were, they were Romanian Olympic team. Oh, my God. And they didn't get used once. They didn't get used once. No, because he just was perfect. <laughs> so Benny Daddy apologized to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Benny was like, well, you know, I made this money. Now I'm going to pay for the class. And Benny's daddy goes, no, your mama going to pay for the class. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then she was, he was like, no, I'm kidding. I'll pay for the class. So guess Benny gets to keep the $10,000. Because apparently Darrell didn't ask him for none of that fucking money either. That Which Darrell is not even better. in his character. Darrell knew better. Like, <laughs> motherfucker, I, I served approximately, I served approximately 60 times while you lay, you literally laid down the beach yep. and talked shit. Bit. Then but him talking a, shit made me laugh. Oh, it so did. I was going to say, when you add up the tow truck, the broken bed, <laughs> the hotel for all those days, gas, and um, the car, the cop tickets, the tickets, the speeding tickets, there wasn't that much money to go around anymore anyway. No. Then they mm-hmm. have a concert. We finally see, obviously, we have a concert. We don't even see Coolio. No, but we get the best song on the whole fucking soundtrack. You got to go. You know you got to go. So hit the throat, because you know you got to go. So get your big butt out. Get your big butt out. Wait, no, that's that's the the song in the end credits, right? When they do the whole little music video, too. Yeah. Right, no, there was another song that the the, the 97.1 beat guys did that was another 90s ass song that was like about unity or whatever. And I was like, this is so fucking 90s. I need this. Yeah, I just feel like everything that they did in this movie, everything that they did for the soundtrack was, hey, can y'all be the 69 boys? (laughs) If you can't be the 69 boys... Can you be, um, can you be 702? No. Can, can you be any of the people who made Unity? Or not Unity. What's the song where all the rappers came together? You, oh, we all in the same game? No, the one, Queen Latifah's in it. Oh, Self-Destruction. Enemy. Self-Destruction. Can you be Self-Destruction? Can, can, you? can, can y'all be the, the girls naughty by, um, Nothing nice. Can you be nothing nice? Because they had the three women who were rapping. Oh um, yes, they were great. They were. They were the best part of the. <sighs> okay, Brandon, take us out. We're, this movie should have been forty-two minutes long. Yes, and it would have been. Then we had to get that. We had to get this joke in. Everybody's being nice to Benny. Darrell comes up to him, apologizes. Benny says, "You know what? It's no hard feelings." Hey, listen. Denise tells him, listen, you know, Candace is really digging you. We got her. She's up in the room waiting for you. Oh, oh, yeah. oh shit. Yeah, for real. Oh, yeah, she really, she's ready. Like, just go up there. Just make, oh, she, she only likes it with the lights off. So make sure you keep the lights off. All right, then. Nigga runs upstairs, keeps the lights off, jumps in the bed. He says, where your titty at? <laughs> <laughs> and turns on the fucking light in this white Darrell in the bed, and they both scream. And then, and then they, they cut, get a shot of just Darrell going, ah! And they cut to Benny and Denise, and they're laughing because they knew it was funny. And then they get in the car and ride along the coast, and the movie ends. Yeah, so... Fuck that nigga. Movie. Fuck Denise. Fuck Candace. Fuck Tanya. Fuck Darrell. Fuck they dad. Fuck the little sister. Fuck the yeah. mom. Fuck yeah. the nigga who owned the restaurant. Fuck Coolio. Yeah, fuck the, fuck the uh, two white models. Oh, are you regretting not watching Good Burger, Rashani? No, no, <laughs> no. I... And and the reason why 
It's because I know Good Burger is at its depth a good movie. Whether it was good when we were younger because it fed off of what we remember from Good Burger, or if it's good now, it's up to opinion, but it was at some point a good movie. Fat Beach was the equivalent. Fat Beach was the beach version of Dead Heist. <laughs> I thought Brian Hooks was more entertaining than anybody we saw in Dead Heist. Brian Hooks was the MVP. I no, Brian Hooks was not more entertaining than E40. Oh, yeah, E40 was with those fucking E40 raps. Mm-hmm. Who was your MVP, Chanel? That fucking boombox. <laughs> <laughs> the only consistent character that didn't disappoint. Oh, I, I just want to talk about also how they got robbed for the sunglasses. Like it was just the, oh, the nigga broke that. into a Mercedes with a that. box of sunglasses. <laughs> it was the inanimate objects that really did it for me because <sighs> the broken bed, like there's no human in this in this film that really made me happy. The, the nigga broke into the into the trunk of a Mercedes. <laughs> You're in a Mercedes, dog. First of all, these niggas pull up to the beach and leave the top down on the Mercedes. And I'm guessing because I've seen cars from the 90s that there was a little switch to just let that nigga pop the trunk to your... Just, he he just popped the in. trunk and just opened it and took the... I the sunglasses. dollars worth of Chinese merchandise, and that was it. That was all he thought of. Your daddy, who has doctor's car on the on the on the license plate, there's no way he could have had anything more valuable on that trunk than a bunch of sunglasses. Yeah, this is a, this movie was a fucking mess. I mean, you could have so, probably looked at an ashtray and found like five hundred dollars. His daddy's a doctor, allegedly. I feel like Coolio owes us money. I feel like Coolio owes us hair. That's like, another thing. This is, I'm so sorry, but Coolio should have gotten his hair done before filming. There's no reason you should have old braids in for a movie. <laughs> he did this on his day off. <laughs> a movie. Okay. What mm-hmm. do you think, Brandon? Who's the MVP? Uh, Devin D. Ray, the porn star, played the woman with the big titties who slept. Uh, Darrell, the strip club. <laughs> Wow. She's the, she's the, by the way, she was in like a whole bunch of movies that year. None of them were motion pictures. So she made okay, she made a little well, come up. I she yeah. got a come up. Yeah. That's right. The movie she did right before then was called "Touch Me with Your Toes." Okay, I think it's time to it's time to go. You got you got we all got places to be. Yeah, I think that the <laughs> so, MVP was the credits. Yeah, that video I didn't watch the, the credits. Wasn't it like a video or some? Sort? It was a it was a video. So you're right. Fuck you for doing that. The MVP was the Mercedes. Oh yeah, that was, that was it. It, it, it came out of there unscathed through all of the fuckery. Went through a lot. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, Rashani, was this movie bad meaning good or bad meaning bad? Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> she said it, so I didn't have to. <laughs> oh my god! I just really hate that you had to ask that question. Like, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. I forgot why we was here. Honestly. This movie, I I would rather walk into a Denny's, order shit that you can only get from Arby's, 
When they tell me that they don't have that at Denny's, I would ask to speak to the manager. When the manager came out, I would say that I'm the president of the company. When the manager starts to argue with me about whether or not I'm actually the president of the company, I would jump up on top of the countertop at Denny's and dance like it was Coyote Ugly, singing about the woes that people have gone through eating at Denny's and having to use the bathroom. Get arrested. Bail myself out. Go to court. Defend myself as my own lawyer. Make no sense. Get thrown out of court and get set in contempt. More than I watch this movie again. This is your last time watching Fat Beach for the rest of your life. This is horrible. The only thing that's funny about this is reading the where are they now that they have on YouTube. Like these niggas were famous enough to have a where are they now. Spoiler alert, 95% of the niggas that were in this movie, this was their only acting role, and they were never seen again. Jermaine Huggy Hopkins got married, and they have two sons. He became a grandfather at the age of 34. These are the things that I'm looking at right now. 34. Hmm. Chanel, was this bad meaning bad or bad meaning good? Chanel, you're driving through a tunnel. Just... Yep. Nope. Movie, what? I killed myself because so bad. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Can't kill me now. Pretty much. All right, Rashani, send us out. Uh, okay, cool. Brian Hooks has appeared in many TV shows, films, and does voice acting. He also wrote Dead Tone, directed two films, and produced 10 films. Actually, to bring it all around, I went to go look him up because I was like, what's he doing now? He still does stand-up and he's married to a non-black woman to bring it back from the very beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. To bring it back from the very beginning. Brian is still out here being funny. Um, well, to him. Oh, and before you wrap up, my name is Chanel Creating and people can find me on my website at ChanelCreating.com. And she's dope. Thank you so much. Please come support me. I'm trying to live my dreams. Support and be the third famous. Yo, what's going on with the uh, with the improv with the improvisation I, podcast? I canned it because you know what you got to learn. You got a lady needs to know when to leave. Well, then and I got an idea. Maybe, well, I got something popping off, and I'd like for you to be a part of the next episode of it. If you're thinking what I think, I think she would be great at that. I know she'd be great at it. Yeah, she would be great at that. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a what? No, 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 no. I thought this was a West Coast reference. West Coast reference. So no, no. I'm seriously. I seriously have something, and you'd I'm be in. perfect for it. No, you'd be great at it. I'm in. All right, yeah. Rashani, take us out. You're much better at that than me. <sighs> this is Brandon's fault, and yet somehow it fell on my shoulders. Also, <laughs> for all y'all who wanted to join this episode, and I told you not to, my Venmo. <laughs> I'm not joking. He saved you. Oh God. Um, thank y'all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. This show is brought to you by the bad meaning bad or bad meaning good group, which is also a subsidiary of just Jeff versus the world. Uh, check out the other shows that they have. They just had one come out of hood classic about, uh, 48 hours where they talked about how Nick Nolte is racist as fuck for Mm -hmm. Chanel. Uh, who is found on Twitter at Chanel Creating. Brandon, who's found on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is BLK. And myself, I'm Rashani. I'm found everywhere you want to be, like good money and bad luggage. Thank you so much for listening. We'll holler at y'all later. Y'all be good. Peace.